Access granted. Welcome nerd. Episode 29. Loading file. Load complete. Don't be afraid of me. The Amazing Nerd Show. All right, Christian, you're going to have to carry me through this one, man. Ugh. I'm sick. Like I, got... I do every week, man. <laughs> like I do every week. If we have any regular listeners, <laughs> they know that's not true. <laughs> so you're, yeah, I'm, I'm a little under the weather. So hopefully we'll actually have like a two hour podcast this time. Yes. No promises. Though. No promises. We say this every time. <laughs> every we, time. We well, no. Funny. Last time we knew we were going on. <laughs> I think that was our record. I think we went over three hours. Oh, really? Yeah, it's fucking crazy. We need to just do like three shows. <laughs> divide everything up. Whoever sat through that, you're a trooper. Thank yeah. You. yeah. <laughs> Someone did, though. I actually looked at our analytics. Oh. So a few people did. So. Nice. <laughs> a few. <laughs> Let me emphasize that. Um, but yeah, so we've got a lot of wrestling to talk about again, and maybe that'll be the last time for a little bit. Yeah, probably. You know, There's not the too many summer. big events coming on. No, I mean, we got all in, but that's pretty much it. So mm, I feel that'll be easy to cover. It doesn't seem like it's like attached. Well, to the now that the, the G1's world. finally over, yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still exhausted. Mm-hmm. Didn't wrestle a minute. <laughs> So, but uh, and we only have a handful of comic books this time. Yes, but much. we do have a couple new trailers. To That's talk about. right, Iron Fist. I feel like we got our actual like first full trailer, right? Yes. The other one was kind of more of a teaser. Yeah, totally. So, um, this really kind of set up the whole premise for the show mm-hmm. this season. So. Give you exactly what you need if you hated the first season. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I, I believe you said like, why couldn't this be in the first season? Yeah. So the action looked a lot better um it seemed like you were just getting the iron fist we all expected to get last Mm. season a fully formed character if you will yeah um you know um uh he was sparking up that fist left and right which was exciting and an actual like villain this time we're getting the iron (laughs) serpent so not the uh the horrible fucking meacham uh, family 90s corny fucking ass <laughs> villainous family that we had to deal with oh that was horrible and there was no signs of them whatsoever you know in this trailer yes which i, I didn't even pay attention to that yes it was refreshing i was like oh god no meachums thank you at least the sister is going to show up oh i know we're gonna get like some big surprise you know cameo or something but mm-hmm. as long as it's just that i'm okay hopefully they just like focus on davos and like you know the whole iron serpent storyline it's a cool storyline in the mm-hmm. books. So, I mean, there's a lot of meat there they could really dive into. It feels a little jarring from where we left the uh, first season, yes. right? Because he showed up to... Kung Lung and, and it was gone. But it seems like we just like moved on from that. 
I don't know if there's an answer in the <laughs> Fenders that we just missed it, or because they talk about so like a right? gate to it, but it doesn't make. And that's sense. directly after the first season of yeah. Iron Fist. So this seems more of like Danny taking on the role of like defender of the city. Yes, you know, it seems like he might be like filling in like the vacuum left from like Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's wearing a kind of a mask or hood or something like that when he's like fighting some street thugs so i don't know if he's trying to keep his identity you know a secret while he's doing so you know it makes me question why the fuck he doesn't have the actual fist <laughs> mask on but that's okay they tease actually, it a lot we saw it during the big mm-hmm. fight i'm assuming that was like the tournament that he had to win um to become the iron fist that we saw where he's actually wearing the traditional iron fist mask mm-hmm. along with Davos. so um, but this seems to be like a brother versus brother kind of storyline they're going with. Um, but yeah, and we see that the Iron Serpent is also sparking up some sort of fist. So everyone's getting fisted. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I meant that to sound dirty this time. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, there's emphasis that he has a lot more control of his fist this time as well. Colleen's like, oh, you're sparking up every night. You're, you're sparking up. <laughs> I'm just saying. Everyone's getting fisted. Everyone's fucking up. <laughs> Sounds like good times on the Iron Fist show. <laughs> this is why we need to drink with Ah, uh, Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah. No, it, I don't know. I don't know. I, it, it looks promising, though. Yes. I'm excited for it. So, which, And that's crazy to say. Exactly, right? I'm excited <laughs> for Iron Fist. Based off of this trailer. Now, after like two episodes, I'm going to be like, fuck this show. <laughs> Uh, it's another 13-episode run, correct? No. Oh. It's a shorter run. That's another thing they announced. I believe it's 10. Okay. So they shaved... Well, that's three episodes, yes. man. Mm. God, I would have fucking prayed for three episodes <laughs> to be shaved off that last season. So I'm, I'm ecstatic, you mm. know. As long as they're not, like, stretching a story, you know, because I feel like sometimes that happens with the Netflix mm. shows. Um, I, I'm happy, you know. Just... Tell the story in the amount of episodes that you need to tell the story. That's okay. You don't need to like hit this slate of 13 every time. doesn't need to be such a quota. Um, we see with like the BBC shows, they do that where they mm-hmm. just have like, you know, a handful of episodes, you know, because that's what they need for the story. Um, yeah. So I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I'm surprisingly excited for this series, which is crazy. Yes. Crazy to say. So uh, are you excited for Star Wars Resistance? really (laughs) (laughs) we got that trailer that also dropped um now unlike you i actually like the animation you weren't a big fan correct yeah it it feels unfinished it feels like an unfinished video game almost looking at it really i thought it looked really polished for some reason (laughs) i don't know if it's just because it's so different than what we've got from like clone Mm. wars and you know rebels well even like clone wars was rough the first few seasons but they definitely work on it and it Mm -hmm. gets more smooth and that's just i think that happens too just with the Mm. technology advancing and everything but but I think where we are with animation, especially, I watch a ton of anime. I watch a ton of cartoons. So you would definitely be more of an expert than I. I, I just feel like... So you don't think is, this is a style choice? you think it's just kind of... Like, it is... Well, no. That's for sure. It is a style choice. And I have seen this style before. But you feel like it's just unfinished. It's not... You've seen this style done better? 
I just don't like this style. Okay. <laughs> Personally, I think that's where it goes down to. I just... Because eh. I thought it looked clear. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't I'm trying know. to remember what game it looks like. Uh, you would definitely have the yeah. eye when it comes to this stuff. So I thought it looked good. I was kind of excited about the animation more than I was the storyline mm. they seem to be like showing us or teasing us. It seems like Poe is sending this, you know, soldier. We're not sure exactly who he is. It seems like a young kid, like maybe yeah. a teenager to like infiltrate I don't know, the another new order cell cadets. or something, like, to see who's actually on their side and who's not on their side. Mm. I don't know, the kid seems kind of obnoxious. Um, <laughs> they didn't really introduce any characters that really, like, stood out to me. You know, I saw an awesome gold stormtrooper for a second, so of course <laughs> I got excited because I want that on my toy shelf. Um, but other than that, I really, I don't know. If, but you know what? I, I think I said all this stuff about Rebels, the first mm-hmm. Rebels trailer. Because you, know? you could say that about Ezra right off the bat yes. if you wanted to. Yes, where I was like, okay, this is definitely, you know, very much like directed towards like children and everything. And, and you could we're say getting the, a lot of BB-8 mm-hmm. in the trailer. You could say the same for Ahsoka. A lot of people complain that she was like the worst character ever. Which is crazy. Now she's like mm-hmm. beloved by the fan base, <laughs> you know. So, um, you know, and maybe they're just not showing us everything. But this is, this is what, it drops in October, I believe. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. It's crazy. It's, it now, is, do we know, is it on D- Disney XD? I believe it's supposed to be. Right? Because it's not, I mean, it was originally service is not up yeah. yet. So, um, I don't know if it's going to move to the streaming service once it starts going. I imagine they'll have it running both. Okay. Because I know Clone Wars, right? It's supposed to be exclusive the last mm. season on the actual Yeah, you gotta pull in service. those subs. <laughs> and they're gonna get me unfortunately so <laughs> I you are going to s- have so many subscriptions I know I have to subscribe to um D- uh, DC's to DC, yeah. yeah so man I'm gonna regret that <laughs> I just have this bad feeling but what's nice about them I will say the fact that you can cancel at any point that's cool mm. I'll just forget about it though yeah, and then exactly. just keep on paying that's it. how that system works yeah that's exactly how it works they're banking on you forgetting that you have it <laughs> Little do they know, I have a wife who will let uh, me know. <laughs> uh, the only other thing I was, I'm kind of looking for in this is maybe adult, um, not adult, old Hera or something showing up. Especially if it deals a lot with um, space cadets and everything. I think we're going to get that. I think they're mm. going to like continue the storyline of a lot of the rebel characters. Um, you know, I think they're choosing you know these like in between kind of you know mm. timelines where. There's a lot of like you know just like blurriness exactly what happened and everything and they can kind of play you know like we don't know what happened to you know Ezra we don't know exactly what happened to Ahsoka um, so I think you can kind of explore the that story mm. there so I wouldn't be surprised if we got more like rebels and maybe some like you know loose ends from like you know Clone Wars and everything some characters. Um, you know, thrown in there where you can finish their story. So, um, which is cool. You know, um, like I'm assuming this is, I don't know how many years, I believe they did say like how many years it takes in the past, like before Mm. like Force Awakens. So, I mean, this seems to be Poe very much part of the resistance at this point and everything. Which I was kind of hoping for more, like we'll get a more rebellious Poe and that was like just getting on his ship, becoming the badass pilot but i feel like we still have a rebellious poe in fucking <laughs> last jedi so i don't know how rebellious he could possibly get 
I don't know. You try to overthrow the fucking <laughs> resistance at one point. <laughs> I'm assuming he's ignored direct message. orders. If we get, get into a bunch of this, people we'll killed. go into a long tangent. <laughs> Four hours later, David's still <laughs> ranting about last year. I literally just watched it again the other day. Oh, really? Yes. Did you have any takeaways? Did you enjoy anything more? No. Anything less? If anything, I was complaining throughout the entire time. Uh-huh. I was just like, I didn't like this moment. I don't like this moment. Really? It See, was... I, when I watched it the second time, I actually enjoyed it more. Mm-hmm. So I can't say I had the same experience. I did, like, I was able to relax a little and just take it in for what it was. So, I mean, a lot of Poe's choices annoyed the shit out of me. And that it seems to be that that's my source, mm-hmm. you know, of just grief with the movie is, like, yeah, Poe. It's, it's that and uh, Rose and Finn's storyline. I, I don't have a problem with their storyline. It was more of just... We saw too much of them. Mm. I think that was kind of my annoyance with it. Like, I don't need the whole casino planets. Like, I, I need about ten minutes less of that. And then I would be okay. And the more I watch of that scene, too, it's like, this is Lando's, like, spot right here. Uh-huh. Right. And this I assume the, the ship that they stole would have been Lando's, too, because the how lavish it is. And the way it has a spiral staircase as the way you get into the ship. I was like, this seems like basically rating the comic, too. Mm-hmm. All the choices he would make. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe we find something out that, you know, he was part of that, you mm. know, that planet or something when we get to the next yes. movie. So it sounds like he's going to have more of a, like, more of a significant role than just a cameo. At least that's mm-hmm. the, what they're, you know, teasing right now. So, you know, but anyway, we went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> Resistance wasn't that impressive. So, but hopefully they prove us wrong. Yes. I'm watching regardless. So I'm in the bag for all this shit. So it is what it is. <laughs> I don't even know why I bother with the trailers. I'm gonna watch. So. <laughs> you want you want that taste. You want to I know, know what? You're oh, I know why. But yeah, and I eat them. I eat it all up. Like I just watch like for movies. I've been watching uh, with the nun. Mm. I've been watching TV spots where it's just basically edited down like 30 second trailers. Yet yeah, when there's a new one, I still have to fucking watch it. It's like, I've seen this. It's all just regurgitated, but I'm still watching it. So that's the kind of nerd I am. Um, but up, oh, we got comic books. Yes. Speaking of nerdum. Let's jump right in. We got Extermination, number one, the huge X Men event. Yes. Um,. I will go ahead and I will attempt to read this blurb. (laughs) Exterminate the past. Eliminate the future. Cyclops, Iceman, Angel, Beast, Marvel Girl, the original team of teen mutants brought together by Professor Charles Xavier many years ago have been shunted. Shunted? Okay. Through time to find a world they barely recognize, but were determined to help. Now finding themselves targeted for death, the future of mutant kind lies squarely in the hands of its past. All right. Shunted, huh? That's a word. Okay. All right. It's a $5 word, at least. (laughs) Four. $4? I don't think I've ever shunted before. (laughs) All right, man. So, how did you feel about this? This was issue number one. We're finally, it seems like, tying up the whole storyline mm-hmm. with the time-displaced original uh, X-Men um, after maybe five years too much. 
of that whole storyline. <laughs> I did enjoy the original Bendis run mm-hmm. with the team and everything, even though I was kind of begrudging the whole, you know, thing. Um, it just, anything. With... That was kind of my starting back point when I was reading X-Men mm-hmm. again. So I was like, I did, I did enjoy that. It was But well I fell done. off. It was well done. Um, but like anything with time travel always just yeah. makes my head hurt. <laughs> so... Um, like every, like after every issue, I was like, but this would fuck everything up. Mm, but well, I enjoyed it. With so. the story, it doesn't seem like you're going to get much different with no, all the time no, travel aspects. No. <laughs> um, I did enjoy the fact that it seems like it's going to be a little hardcore. It felt like the villains were not afraid to kill, um, like blood, uh, Bloodstorm, Bloodstorm right off the bat. Yeah. Um, we see Cyclops and Bloodstorm, you know, catching a bite to mm. eat, you know, on a possible date. I have not been reading X-Men Blue. I have no idea why Bloodstorm's there. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty cool idea for a character. I'm assuming it's like an alternate reality version of Storm. Um, but then Ahab shows up out of nowhere. Yes. And just kills her. So um, it, it seems like he was more interested in Cyclops, though. Um, and he's got uh, his hounds with him, which was interesting. So I haven't seen Ahab in a while. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious. I actually thought he was dead, but I mean, it's time travel. So no one really dies with time travel. Um, but I thought that was a cool start. You know, it shows you that the, you know, odds, you know, uh, just the, I don't know, that just the threats are real in this book. He seemed to be wanting to kill a younger version, younger, weaker version of Cyclops. Yes, and he was kind of surprised mm. by the fact. Well, I'm assuming that he knows that the older version is dead, or did you get the vibe that he didn't realize that this was I didn't feel version? like he knew. Okay. But so I I felt like he was hunting the actual like original X-Men, mm. but you know that I don't know, I could be wrong. You know, that was just the vibe I got from it. Um, but yeah, so, but Cyclops is able to just unleash, you know, just all of his power and take mm-hmm. out his hounds and everything. And Ahab is kind of like taking it back and, you know, retreats basically. Um, he brings Bloodstorm back to the mansion, you know, lets them know what's going on, uh, confronts Rachel about it because she has the same markings as the hounds, mm-hmm. um, you know, which she was, you know, once again, it's another time displaced character. She was a hound in the future and everything until she came back to the past. Um, but yeah, so I, I thought it was a really good setup. Mm-hmm. Um, also, before that, we... Yes, all the while we have uh, Iceman trying to run back Bobby gets interference with Cable, and mm-hmm. Cable's trying to protect him from another mysterious figure. Who's shooting at him. Yes. Yeah, trying to take him out. Um, and, yeah, we have uh, Cable um, basically saving Bobby, but then at the same time, he goes down, and then it's revealed it's a younger version of himself. So, and he's basically, you know, just, you know, talking trash the entire time while mm-hmm. they're battling, saying, you know, you let this happen. You know, this was on your watch. Um, you know, I have to clean up your mess. Um, and then we find out that, yeah, it's a younger version of Cable. Yep. So, um, I don't know. You said you felt that was kind of predictable? When I was reading it, just like lines, everything, it just felt like, oh, this is young Cable. You know who I thought it was? I thought it was Hope. Ah. So, I was actually, so I was disappointed when I mm. saw a younger version of Cable. Because we, I haven't, I know Hope's been, I think, part of Jean Grey's book, the younger Jean Grey's okay. book. So, but I thought maybe this was like an older, you that know, would be cool. future hope or something, mm-hmm. like saying, what the fuck did you do, old man? 
Um, but it would have been crazy for him, for her to take him out since they have a very much like a father-daughter Yeah, I would have had Gamora pop for that uh-huh. too. But so. it did, <laughs> speaking of that, it did feel very much like the Infinity War book with hmm. that, you know, kind of, you know, reveal of the character. Yes. And I don't know if that just was yeah, a similar intensity. Yeah, yeah if, I don't know if that was just a coincidence, you know, the two stories kind of happening at mm. the same time. Um, but yeah, that was interesting. Um, oh, we also uh, had two young mutants get saved by uh, the yes. young Jean Grey mm. in this um, book too in the very beginning and they cannot figure out who they are or mm. where they came their from their minds uh, memories have been completely erased yeah so I have a feeling they're going to play a big part in this mm. story um, but yeah after Cable takes out Cable um, we see him back at his like headquarters yes. and he seems to have the young Iceman like in some kind of like containment or something so i'm I'm assuming that he's basically collecting all the original there's enough containers for all yes yes to like maybe send them back Mm. home so we'll see um my prediction is that one of them gets taken out on accident like one of them dies while he's trying to like you Mm. know bring them back to the past um and then just all hell breaks loose because this goes straight into the next event correct Yes. Now, I don't know if it directly ties into it, but I would almost assume mm-hmm. um, right into, like, Uncanny X-Men. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I'm not sure. So we'll see. Um, it is it's a very, very, like, crazy, like, three or four months for the X-Men, you know, for the Xbox right now. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, like, I think we talked about last um, podcast where how exciting it is to be like an X-Fan right now and the fact that Marvel's giving such spotlight to those Mm. books and everything and it seems like they're kind of streamlining everything again (laughs) and you know kind of starting fresh you know and resetting the status quo so getting you you ready yes so I mean I wasn't I mean I'm not gonna lie like this book didn't do that much for me I was a little disappointed with the whole setup um, I don't know if I was just expecting more from who like the main villain was mm-hmm. but you know I'm still intrigued by the story you know so but I just I not all I the cards need... have been unveiled but there could be more to I know I know I'm curious to see what happens with Ahab mm. and like what's his deal but I don't know another younger version of another character I just I whatever <laughs> i mean it's the whole x universe that's what they do but... i do agree hope would have been a cool choice that's and maybe i just i'm being that typical nerd who's mm. like oh it wasn't who i predicted so <laughs> i'm being overly critical of the book now but hope would have been cool i just i like that character a lot and i feel like they've done nothing mm. with her since like the whole like x-men vs avengers storyline that they did and she was such a big part it of was... that that was a couple of years ago. Yeah, but I mean, she was the one who, like, you know, absorbed the Phoenix Force mm-hmm. and, you know, basically saved the day. And we went through so many huge story arcs, you know, with that character, you know, leading up to, you know, uh, X versus A. So it just it feels weird to me that they just kind of like forgot about her the past couple of years. So I don't I don't get it. But whatever. That's just me. <laughs> um, and maybe maybe with the whole new status quo coming in maybe they do start focusing a little more on her mm. but you know you've got a lot of cable but not a lot of hope happening here so um next we have infinity wars number two yes let me read this tiny blur compared to yours. Oh, damn it <laughs> <laughs> 
Who is Requiem? Who controls the Infinity Stones? The war has begun to control Infinity, and the war has come to Earth. Thoughts, my friend. Um, I like how they can't really say anything because there's so many spoilers pretty much in the first issue alone. This fucking issue is just <laughs> fucking balls to the yes. wall. Like, insane. Like, it's every page. It's just non-stop action. And it's all just that, like, a continuation of, like, the battle that was happening mm. in the first issue. But, my God, where to start? I mean, <laughs> you basically have um, Star-Lord coming back to life because Doctor Strange, yes. you know, uses the Time Stone, which, duh, you mm. know. Um, but Gamora is being kind of, it seems like, I don't know if she's just gone mad, but it seems like she's being haunted by like Thanos, you know? Well, I mean, they show from like the beginning where after she kills him, yeah, you know, but then like to the point where like the other heroes are like picking up the fact that she's possibly talking to mm. him and like literally like i don't know who one character is like uh, star lord picked it up yeah maybe. well when a character goes to star lord could this be like and he's like maybe i don't know you know just kind of like confused on what mm. the fuck's going on um but like a lot of really like badass scenes in this she fucking beheads adam warlock um just out of nowhere mm. um she's just a fucking badass in this whole like story. I love like you know the power upgrade that they gave her. She has the power stone, so mm-hmm. obviously, but like she always lived by the moniker of like you know the you know universes or the galaxy's most dangerous woman. But you know now she's like finally like yeah. living <laughs> that. Um, like that moment where she is Captain Marvel. Like I was not. I was completely thought that she was in the cage. That's right. She dupes the heroes, mm. um, switches places with Captain Marvel, Captain, which, I mean, right there is a task on itself. Captain Marvel is one of the most powerful, you know, characters in the whole Marvel Universe. The fact that she was able to take her out, switch places with her, and then the only reason why we know that it's Captain Marvel is because she's fucking, like, tapping, like, SOS, um, so Captain America notices it mm. while she's down. So I thought that was a really cool moment. Uh, but then she fucking, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. She slams Captain America and Doctor Strange together. And it's just, you just see this giant cloud wow. of blood. Yeah. And then there's just this mangled mess on the <laughs> crowds. Like, what the fuck is going on? And then I think that's the, like the next page is when she like beheads uh, Adam mm. Warlock. So it's just insanity happening here. Um, rockets just randomly shooting people. You still have the, you know, crazy, uh, uh, uh rogues gallery that yeah, fucking... Spot is there. Spot is there, but, um, Turk, you know, Turk's henchmen are all mm. there. Bullseye and, um, I forgot, oh, Sandman's also there. But yeah, like, they are in the middle of the battle, but they have no clue what the fuck is going on. Turk makes a deal with Doctor Strange in another dimension after Strange, like, takes him, you know, to mm. talk to him, basically confront him. Um, he hands over the stone, basically, you know, after he, Strange is like, listen, no one cares about your money here. You're going to die if you keep on holding on to the stone. Just go ahead and enjoy the life that you set up for you now. And, you know, he also, um, Turk, though, sweetened the deal by, yes. like, saying, okay, but, you know, give me a marker. You you owe me something. You know? I liked how the Doctor Strange didn't take it seriously. Yeah, like, okay, whatever. So, <laughs> and then Turk's like disappointed with himself, like he should have gotten more when he gets, you know, uh, flashed into, you know, his headquarters, I don't mm. know, his mansion or whatever. 
So, um, but yeah, I don't know, man, where do we leave off with this book? I mean, we're, oh, we have Gamora. She somehow gets, she gets the time, no, she doesn't have the time stone. She's a soul stone because she's able to go back to, she goes to. I thought she has all of them by the end. Does she? No, she doesn't have, uh, did she get the time? Oh, she she did get the time stone. She did get the time stone because she's, yeah, she destroys Strange or, you know, I don't know what the fuck. She does to Strange mm. and Captain America. They're still alive somehow, but like I said, they're a mess. Um, she Does she have all the stones? Does no, she? does she have Widow's Stone? Yeah. She snatches it from her. Yeah, okay. She's paused in time and because she, uh, she just grabs it, that's yeah. right. Okay. Widow's like popping in Like I said, out, a so. lot fucking happens <laughs> in this book and very quickly. Yes. It, that's what, literally, it's page, page, page. Yes. Yes, so I mean, I love the pacing of the book. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, so um, she goes to the soul world though, and she's able to like yes. you know merge back. Yes, with her, you know what she was missing. You know the part of her soul that she was missing, um, and then she comes to the conclusion that she needs to feed the beast that is attacking the soul world. I'm assuming she needed to replace the soul that she took out. Is that's that's the vibe I got. See, from I it. thought she because she says the beast's name. That's yes. ever so I okay so oh I see what you're saying so she needs to offer him like some kind of soul but then Loki shows up yeah I don't know though I because it seems like it feels like everything that's happening in those other dimensions that we saw in the first book mm-hmm. that Loki is able to witness um, has the Avengers battling that creature you know whatever I can't remember the name of the creature I'm not going to look it up right no, now I, it was a weird name <laughs> so um so I mean maybe yeah maybe it is just I feel like she's going to end up sacrificing not just like a soul but like you know a planet or something like mm. that to like I don't know please well them. I thought she was just going to like, kill Peter again and just give him over because she was technically still taking him uh-huh at that point that's where I thought okay but, maybe, maybe. I mean, either right. way, Loki shows up. Loki shows up um, and makes her an offer, yes. basically. So, like, I want to advise you, and that's where we are. Yeah, and that's where we're at. I hope she so. just kind of kills him. <laughs> just turns around. I have this bad so. feeling Loki's going to trick her out of those stones somehow. Hmm. So, um, do you think that Thanos is actually there somehow? Or do you think she's just lost it? I'm hoping that he's not. I'm hoping that this isn't a part of it. I think it's... I'm hoping it's just the stones messing with her head. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I kind of hope that too. But, but at I the same time, I can see them. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It is the Infinity Stones and it is Thanos, so... Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I have no clue where they're going right now, though. Mm. No idea whatsoever. And I like that. I like how unpredictable this book has been. Yes. So. And now it's going to slow down now that they have all the tie-ins set up and everything, so... Do the tie-ins start this month? Uh, they start with after right after the next one. Okay, okay, so and we'll that's all the mashups. Then, yeah, and I'm wondering if that's happening because the characters are physically getting mashed up because we actually see the the first strange is strange in, yeah, in, uh, in Captain America. Yeah, just <laughs> yes. So and yeah, and maybe <laughs> she did something with the Reality Stone to try to like because she seems remorseful mm. um, when she takes out Doctor Strange and Captain America especially she, she says I wish it didn't come this to this yes but at so, the same time she also is saying but what is death it will all come back 
Well, because she knows she's got the Infinity mm. Stones. But she does, like, even when she kills Star-Lord originally, you could see it in her face that she seems remorseful. Mm. So, you know, I don't know if... I have a feeling like it's going to be this kind of, like, I don't know, this dynamic between her and Star-Lord, where Star-Lord's trying to play her conscious and trying to, like, you know, talk her back to mm. sanity. Um, you know, it's not going to fucking work, but, you know, maybe that's how, you know, we get these weird, you know, mashups or... But I thought, like, it's some of them, like, looking at the tie ins are characters that aren't even, like, part exactly. of the story right now. So, like, I know there's one with, like, Scarlet Witch and X23. Um, yeah. So it's really weird. But, you know, I, I'm hoping that's just not a fucking gimmick. Like, I, you know, said mm-hmm. before, it does feel very 90s, um, you know, event bookish to me. So you'd always have these weird tie ins and everything that just really have nothing to do with anything, just a way to get people to, you know, buy a book. But I'll be disappointed if it doesn't advance the storyline at all. Um, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, so far so good though. I, I've really enjoyed, like yes. you said, the intensity of this book and the pacing. And it, they're not scared to show you anything. Like you're seeing fucking Adam Warlock get his head mm. cut clean off quickly. Um, you know, you're seeing, you know, those, you know, Captain America and Doctor Strange mangled on the ground, you know, together. Um, even there's like a scene, a panel in there where like after Strange saves um, Star-Lord that you've got this cloud of blood. Like he's like, oh, blood has to go somewhere. So he gets sprayed with that. I was like, my God, you know, this is a Disney property for crying out loud, people. <laughs> <laughs> you answered the mouse. They just don't care, though. So, um, but yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. I enjoy this. Did you? So overall, you yeah, I, okay. I enjoyed it. You're on board? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, this, let's go. On the other side of the spectrum, <laughs> for me at least, was the Astonishing X-Men Annual, number one. Hmm. Um, where is the blurb? Here we go. So Jean Grey and the original X-Men reunite. Following her resurrection, Jean Grey can no longer make sense of her life since becoming an X-Men. Uh, who better to relate to this than Hank McCoy, Warren Worthington, and Bobby Drake? But this reunion will prove bittersweet when they're joined by an unexpected guest, the former Professor Charles Xavier. X. Why has X revealed himself to his former students? And what strange mission does he want to send them on? So, uh, did did nothing in X-Men Red happen? You mean (laughs) X-Men or Astonishing X-Men? Not even that. It's... I'm just talking about Jean's character here. She feels Alone. very different. Than what because we go from that Phoenix story, from her getting out of that, mm-hmm. brought back here, and you know her immediate like response to being back is, "I'm going to save the world." Even in her annual, yes, it's she's very bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and ready to like you know take on you know the world's problems mm-hmm. and fix things. Um, so we cut to this book mm-hmm. and we have, you know, her like putting together this reunion, but then all she's kind of doing is like brooding and talking about how she wishes she never came back and, you know, how things have changed and just really kind of bizarre. Like Almost seems like she wants to convince them to just stop. Yeah. Like, yeah, basically like retire because mm-hmm. they're all like you look at that group. You know, they're all kind of down on their luck, except for Bobby, who's just Bobby. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, you have Warren, who's still battling the Archangel, which 
also felt weird because I felt like in Astonishing, um, they kind of set up the fact that he would have control yeah. over the Archangel. And he never has full control. And I don't know how much of it is like a psychosis. And he's just, you know, always terrified mm-hmm. of it, you know, peeping its head, you know. Um, but he's very much like he won't drink at the table. Um, you know, he's he feels like that, you know, just, I don't know that character that we've gotten in the last couple years, you know, or not last couple years, last couple decades, really, at this point. Mm. Um, I'm old. Um, <laughs> just that, you know, that one who's just kind of like, I don't know, just like torn, you know, between these two worlds, mm. you know. It, really no shade of, like, the original angel, you know, still existing. And I mean, maybe you could think, like, he was mind-wiped at the end of Astonishing. Mm-hmm. X, I'm pretty sure mind-wipes the team, except for... Um, Psylocke. Yeah. So maybe he's not fully aware that he's in control, but... Because that was the gift that he gave. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's bizarre. Because it's a shitty gift. We give you a gift. We're going to have no clue you've got it. You know, we know all all the troubles Hank has had. Yes. You know, I mean, he's the reason why we are getting the whole uh, extermination... um, Or, what is it? Extermination? What's the event's name? Is that yes. extinction? Okay, <laughs> the whole extermination event right now is because he's the one who fucking pulled the original X Men back, you know, into the into the future, mm-hmm. and so. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I really don't know. This this the whole vibe seemed really dark and depressing, but then you have you know X show up, and I think my this is my biggest problem with the book is just I hate the way they're writing that character. Mm. He just does not feel anything like the Professor X that I Oh, know. he's a douche. Yeah. And I just, <laughs> I don't know why they made this choice. Like, I was really hoping when they, you know, teased bringing him back that we would get Professor X returned to his original glory. I didn't like everything that they've done with him, um, you know, since, what was it, Deadly Genesis, um, where it's revealed that basically he, you know, kind of betrayed the original, you know, X-Men and even like the new um, Uncanny X-Men mm. basically tricked them to go in on this mission, mind-wiped um, Cyclops um, into forgetting his uh, older brother. Um, just this whole like really fucked up, like, you know, explanation of how he's kind of like run the team over the years. Um, so you had this character who's, like pretty much you know the marvel universe is like martin luther king and they really just kind of like tainted him and made him almost like untrustworthy um so you see this huge falling out between professor x and the x-men and he almost becomes like a side character after a while um you know a symbol of their past so um it i don't i it really was like a big part of cyclops's mm-hmm. you know kind of turn to the dark side and everything since he was such, you know, he was his general, you know, Professor X is, you know, his like number one guy um, to kind of carry out the mission. And that really was, you know, the big breaking point. So it's this kind of weird like father son dynamic where, you know, you have the son kind of, you know, just, you know, just filled with hatred mm. for his father. It was kind of fucked up. So <laughs> I, was, I was hoping you know, and I, I I love when they do something new with characters and they bring this different angle that you never thought about to, you know, to the story. But at the same time, I was kind of hoping to get a reset, you know. Um, it seemed like at the end, you know, before he died um, during uh, X vs. A, they kind of forgave him, 
in a way, and he was kind of getting back in the good graces of the X-Men. And then, of course, Cyclops ends up killing him, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, a, a Cyclops who's possessed by the Phoenix Force. Um, so, I, I don't know, man. I, I was just really disappointed when they brought back this even more, like, dark version of Professor X. I mean, he's younger, and I don't know, like... I feel like part of the explanation is obviously that he's been, you know, um, on the astral plane for yes. a very long time and he's been corrupted by the Shadow King, um, having to play out this game for what he feels like is, you know, centuries and centuries. But at the same time, it just, there's no, like, fiber of, you know, the original, like, Professor X, you know, like, part of that being, like, existing anymore. Um you know, it's just kind of like, I almost hope it's like Phantom X, like, you know, basically pulling another ruse, you know, tricking people to believe he's like, for, just to, just so I can feel better. Yeah. In believing. I that wouldn't like perfect. that. But. No, but I just want the original Professor X. <laughs> <laughs> he just almost feels redeemable. Like, I don't, unredeemable. I just don't feel like, I don't know. I don't know. It just, just this whole setup for this book, you know. So basically, he gets them. He takes them to this mansion with the promise of explaining how he's back and everything. And you know, they're in this town that has a history. I mean, too easily go along with them, by the way. Yes, where I was thinking, okay, are they? Is he like using his powers on them? Is he duping them somehow and manipulating them? You know, that was the only way I kind of felt like any of this made sense. Um, I was like, why would they go along with him? Like, not just for like, you know, a couple hours, for a couple days. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, I have clothes for you. Don't worry. You know, that's only questioned once when um, Bobby's like, isn't it weird that he'd had clothes for you as well to Gene? And yeah. And like, you would think that Gene would be able to see through everything. But I mean, Professor X is really powerful. But um, we've been led to believe now that Jean ha- doesn't have the Phoenix Force anymore and that she's not in constant battle with that, that she's also, like, insanely powerful. Mm-hmm. And she always has been, but um, I would think that she'd be a match for Professor X, but maybe not. I don't know. So I- it just feels like they're very gullible, you know, if he's not using his powers. Mm-hmm. Um, so this whole mystery completely unravels. Like, this town that used to be known for, you know hating mutants um is like turned into this kind of you know i don't mayberry if you will Mm -hmm. um for lack of a better term and you know everyone's very polite to them and accepting um you have one guy like all of a sudden lose it and scream like beauty at them and that's kind of what you know leads them to like discovering what the hell is going on um so i i don't know like, it was such a long read, and I felt like I didn't understand the point of the story. So you you find out that this other character, um, Lucifer, yes. has been, you know, a character that originally ended up paralyzing Professor X um, back in the day, is controlling this town. Um, and Professor X basically sets the X-Men up against him, you know, to defeat him. But not only to defeat him, to kill him mm-hmm. um, and then when they do so all the townspeople end up dying too yeah which is pretty fucked I up I was not expecting that <laughs> yeah and the X-Men didn't seem like I don't know they they weren't okay with it but they weren't as taken aback by mm. it either as I would think they would be so it just it felt everything was off with this I just it didn't feel like the characters like mm. we've been following 
you know, for the last couple of years where I've been following since forever. So I, it just didn't make much sense to me. Um, and like, it was all in the name, I guess, to teach them to enjoy what they have. It seems like, you know, like at the ends, they're back. It was a dinner. weird, weird hokey ending there too. Yeah. Like he basically, he, he mind wipes them again. Yes. You know, once again, I don't understand how you're mind wiping Jean Grey, um, <laughs> but they're back to day one where they're they're they've forgotten that they originally you know reunited at this restaurant. You know, they're reuniting again mm-hmm. at this restaurant. The major D recognizes them, but they're kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, and you know, it's like nothing ever happened. You know, but they they have more. Hope, yes, they're you know, positive. They're about more positive. They're happy about it's it. It's his way of showing that what they do makes a difference. But I was like, okay, but they still end up killing like, yes, a whole town. town of people by defeating this. Instead of changing their ways, they... and the beast was upset that he was freed um, from Lucifer because he was like, yes, that was, was also darkest. fucked up, too, <laughs> right? Because he was basically like, why did you do that? <laughs> I was finally at peace. <laughs> This is such a fucked up book. Yeah. Um, I didn't understand what the premise of this book was. It was like a dark and twisted, it's a wonderful life. If anything, Where, like, what's his name? Jimmy Stewart slaughters the town (laughs) to realize what he had. If anything, it just makes X feel more like the villain. And throughout this, I was expecting it to be all, like, he's controlling the town. I was, I was like, maybe Lucifer's just a setup at this point. That's what I thought it's so, too. Like, I thought maybe he was controlling Lucifer. Because uh, there was that point where Lucifer was like, what are you, like, why are you fighting me? You know, like, there was like a line that he said. I was like, oh, maybe Professor X is controlling him. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is his way of getting back at Lucifer for what he did to him, you know, all these years ago. Um, so, and it's funny because I always, I, and that happened years like before me reading you know everything that happened with professor x before me really diving into the books so but i always thought lucifer was actually lucifer i didn't realize he was like supposed to be this alien from another planet which i hated um (laughs) so but anyway but i don't know this book did nothing for me though just low it It doesn't it took away from that uh souls um run on astonishing Mm. is you know the first you know what 12 books of astonishing um for me, like it, it, it kind of, I know, tarnished that. that it just line. doesn't feel like it fits even in with that. It doesn't fit like with the current timeline. It doesn't fit for any other character. So I just don't, I don't understand what this book like, was. You don't have to do an annual Marvel. Like you don't have to just throw <laughs> something. And this is by Rosenberg, who we're reading. What is he doing right now? God, he's not doing red. Oh. No, Rosenberg's doing uh, Astonishing. Okay. So it, it makes even less... Like, I, I've enjoyed what he's done on, mm-hmm. you know, his, you know, story arc so far. So, I don't know. It was very disappointed. I was very disappointed with this. Mm-hmm. You know, I just hate this version of Professor X. I really do. So, all right. Well, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe we're switching over to... DC mm-hmm. with Justice League number six. Did you read the write up on issue number five? Do you what? <laughs> Is this like the intern like marking out for himself? <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> what? Do you really think this? Think anything's gotten better for Justice League in the past two weeks? Still Force? Still a thing? Ultraviolet Galaxy Lantern keeps attacking? Sinestro? Total garbage? What? Lex Luthor and Joker beating everyone to the source wall? Peace. If that happens, you don't want to know. Okay. So, whoever the fuck the <laughs> is, is obviously not paying attention. And maybe a little drunk. Yeah. <laughs> but he's obviously not paying attention to whoever's writing these. So, I feel like this is a rib. Like, someone's fucking with them. Because um, th- this is ridiculous. Wow. Because last one was horrible, too. Yes. We're like, we're, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> um, Did you read last week's right? <laughs> How could I forget, man? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, uh, so, all right, man. Justice League number six. A lot happened in this book. Yes. <laughs> it felt very much like Infinity War, where it was just like page after page mm. of, you know, action-packed panels. So, um, but yeah, I I don't know. I'm still enjoying this story. Um, yes, uh, we have Lex Luthor's pretty much about to win. He's... Uh, got Superman going towards the source wall. Um, all the villains are pretty much winning at this point. Um, and then Batman shows up. Of yeah, course. Fucking Batman <laughs> shows up. Damn straight. Um, but even so, he still gets his ass handed to him by Lex Luthor. He does. Yes. He does. And um, Lex Pretty Luthor, gnarly, too. Yes. Lex Luthor gets them all teleported out towards... Um, gets them back to Cyborg, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see Batman... Arms and legs completely broken. Yeah, he's crippled pretty yes. much. Um, Joker uh, has a fight with Hawk Girl, mm-hmm. um, but we don't know what happens to Hawk Girl at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, Hawk Girl, of course, course, just knocks him out. Yeah, it's not a problem. Um, they get to the source wall and they get to the source wall, and basically the heroes all come to the conclusion that they need to oh, yeah. slow down. And they need to, you know... Um, embrace, embrace the forces that are happening. That's right. Instead of, you know, panicking and, you know, um, freaking out and challenging everything, they're, they're supposed to go the opposite, you know, and just, you know, accept, you know, their flaws and kind of like, you know, you've got literally like Flash, you know, uh, sitting there, you know, meditating um, and accepting like the stillness um, you've got what happens in this book. You've got John's <laughs> trying to accept that he has control over the ultraviolet. Yes, yes, he's supposed to deal with that. John Stewart's supposed to deal with that, but then he's for some reason in Flash's car, um, so he can you know he's tapping into the Speed Force. You know, Flash is helping him tap into the Speed yeah. Force. Um, you know, we're not doing this book any justice whatsoever, no. right? I now. just. It was I liked, a lot to digest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like the story, but this book was definitely a back step for me. Mostly because that felt so goddamn campy. Uh-huh. Like, that felt more like, almost, I don't want to say metal, but the, there was something, maybe even no justice. It was just kind of mm-hmm. tying things together real fast. 
but still with a lot of exposition because yeah, it did get back to that where we were getting a lot of exposition again. And it's just sad to see that right after such a great issue last week. Last, oh, last like two or three issues, I mm. feel like it's been fantastic. Um, I didn't, I didn't hate this book, but it did feel like very like I don't know convenient like the way they kind of you know took on you know the Legion Doom like how they came to the conclusion that they had to accept their faults yes. and like kind of take them head on to I mean we're we're seeing that this power is creating an evil planet mm-hmm. and there's like well wait what if, what if we just accept this and use this power it's like yeah I don't know if that that would be the first answer I'd come up with yeah if I was thinking <laughs> about all this. I don't know, yeah, and I don't know if that would be, like, the hundredth answer mm-hmm. I came up to. Like, how did you come to that conclusion? Like, like, he lost his mind and attacked the Justice League the last time he accepted the power. Exactly. Like, I don't know how they got to this point. Um, it came rather quickly, mm-hmm. abruptly. Um, but, you know, they're going this way, and I, it, it seems like... So, basically, where the book ends is with... Um, with John in Flash's car tapping into the Speed Force, and then he's expecting to like you know accept the um what's the spectrum called the ultraviolet the ultra yeah, um but then instead we see the logo for the White Lanterns on the planet Earth, hmm. so I'm assuming that the white like I don't know if he's tapping into that. That's basically the White Lanterns are like. They've tapped into all the spectrums, basically, mm. and they've mastered all the spectrums. So I don't know if John is going to become a White Lantern now. Um, you know, like he's kind of a master of, you know, all what is Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, and I don't know if I'm explaining that correctly, <laughs> but so I, I don't know if the White Lanterns are going to be the ones mm. who like, you know, save the day. Um, and would they have had been masters of the invisible spectrum oh it's been no, locked Christian, away i have no clue um that was like another said, it feels like it does feel like <laughs> with this issue snyder's just making up as he goes yes. along so <laughs> that was another thing i didn't like was sinestro you know saying oh he's going to be the most john will be the most powerful ultraviolet user based off of the struggles he's been through it's like other people have made mistakes in life no John he did. did destroy a planet, yes. though, so he committed genocide, so that's a lot, you know. He's got a lot of turmoil going on, but I, I, I see what you're saying. And But he's also a ringslinger already, mm-hmm. so I I don't know. I like, I, I felt contrived. There was lots of cool moments in this book, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked everything with the Joker, of course, where he's kind of, like, you know, watching on at the end with Glee. Um, until he realizes that things aren't going right. Mm. Um, I thought that was really cool. Like, I enjoyed the whole Batman moment and everything with, like, Luthor kind of, like, taunting him that he's just a city detective and this is too big for him. Uh, But Batman, of course, being Batman, still, you know, kicking ass, even though he ends up being crippled. (laughs) He still is able to kind of, you know, throw like, Luthor and what he's doing. Um, But, yeah, I, I don't, even like I, I don't know if this is coming to an end with the next book I feel like there's a lot of story yeah. left um, you know uh, Martian Manhunter accepting his mistakes that was another one like you know kind of understanding you know like those visions and everything and you know accepting that you know he had a part in everything so it's it is a corny premise 
you know, I, I understand what you're saying, but it does feel very metal, like, mm. with that. <laughs> you know, it's not Alfred on the drums, no. you know, corny, or, you know, Detective Chimp corny, but I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I, just, I know he can do better. I know that he can write a better story than what we got in this I issue. just always feels like he's biting off more than he can chew, mm. you know, with these stories. Um, like... I wish he would, like, if he's going to tell this story, a story like this with such scope, I wish he would just spread it out, mm-hmm. stretch it between issues, um, let it breathe a little. Because it feels like you always get an issue like this where everything feels, like, crammed, you know, mm-hmm. into, like, you know, one comic full of panels. And it just doesn't fit. Like, it's too shoehorned in, um, you know, that where the ending feels rushed. Yeah, and this is a, I mean, this is gonna, this was the sixth issue? Yes. So this is a long arc, you know, because it's not done yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming you're gonna get at least another issue or two, you know, of this story. So um, I feel like there's no reason why you can't tell this story in shorter form and, you know, let it breathe, like I said. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll be disappointed if it kind of ends up, you know, like this is it and you know, that's kind of the conclusion where we get the White Lanterns or, you know, John Stewart becoming a White Lantern and that's how he takes everything out and just feels like such a weird <laughs> out of nowhere fix. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't know if they've used the White Lanterns since um, Flashpoint at all. So I'm not even sure like how that works. I know Kyle was a, a White Lantern at one point, but I don't even know. If Kyle, I know Kyle does exist in this, you know, universe right now. So it's just, it's hard to track everything with DC right now because everything's such a mess continuity wise. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I just, it, it was still a fun book. Like yes. I don't want people to think that was a bad book. Like it was fun. It was just disappointing because I felt like it kind of went off the rails a little story wise. And I, I, I think I'm more worried because of everything that's happened in metal and everything mm-hmm. that kind of happened with no justice where now I just, he doesn't have my trust anymore. So when I get an issue like this, I'm kind of like, Oh no, here we go again. Um, so maybe he writes the ship the next couple issues and, you know, hopefully <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm already picturing the ending being um, Lex Luthor's failed future just pops back into existence. And then, like, mocking him or something yes. like that. Yeah. That's exactly what I could like, see. last few I could panels, see I imagine. I could see that. I feel like they didn't, like, Black Mantis and, like, Cheetah, like, really didn't matter much no. in this story. They're just there because they were originally part of the Legion of Doom. <sighs> I mean, they had a little moment where they were, like, jealous that they yeah, were that the they ones didn't get to who, go like, first. Yeah. So I'm hoping maybe they'll elaborate and have a bigger yeah. moment going forward. But Yeah. And they really didn't, like, all the other villains got their moments. Mm-hmm. But I feel like those two didn't. So maybe next issue, they'll have a moment kind of explaining like what was yes. at stake for them and like kind of their backgrounds with the whole Legion of Doom. So, but I don't know. I mean, overall, I mean, it was it was a disappointing book, you know, so I don't know. You can't all be winners, right? That's right. Well, let's talk about something that wasn't disappointing. NXT. Let's move on to the squared circle. Yes. In a world with an oversaturation of movie podcasts, comes two hosts lacking in movie knowledge, but making up for it with original movies. All right, so we got a stenographer, vigilante, Indian, 
who kills people with goat horns <laughs> and goat bullets. The stenographer colon read that back to me. Original songs. Ant Man, Ant Man, you ain't got a chance, man. Super suit my ass, man. This ain't no enhancement. All he can say two words, one phrase, whole smash. Add Lincoln notes to your playlist. Otherwise, you are a racist. And original trailers for fictional movies. Adam Sandler and introducing Sarah Lee Evanson as Sarah Lee Evanson in Infinite Blood. Ted Bundy shames DMX a lot. Like no joke, I told a twelve-year-old kid not to f up his acting. It's our podcast, you dicks. Movie speaking. Welcome to Dial M for Movie. Three questions, two minds, one podcast. So we had our first match, and they're back. This is NXT Takeover Brooklyn four. four yes, I didn't realize they were there four times. My God, because three Oscar was there. I know that. I remember that one. It was I think it was Oscar Ember. So NXT's been around for over five years at this point. I believe so. Wow. Okay. Um. But anyway, <laughs> just me feeling old. Um. NXT Tag Team Championships. I believe they the last one uh, started off with the tag belts too, right? Yes. Okay. So we had the Undisputed Era, um, versus Mustache Mountain. Um, and this is kind of a rematch. So um, Mustache Mountain did defeat Undisputed uh, Era. Um, and then Undisputed Era to take the belts back from them. Mm-hmm. So um, this was a great way to start off the pay-per-view. I, I, I mean, God, Undisputed Era is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, not to you know not give credit to Mustache Mountain. <laughs> but just every time I watch those guys, I mean, the... The pacing in the match is just non-stop. You know, just like the books we were just talking. Um, just, I don't know how they keep up that pace. I mean, there's not a move wasted. Um, you know, I love both of those guys together. So I really hope they don't split, you know, Undisputed Era up at any point. No, I could, I want to see them, if they go to the main roster stick together. I want to see them packaged together. Mm. Um, you know, they're just so talented. So, um, but like in, like I said, not to take anything away from Mustache Mm. Mountain because they definitely held their own. Um, it, I mean, it was just a well put together match. I really did feel like Mustache Mountain was going to win a couple times. Mm -hmm. Um, it just, I mean, I love what I love about Undisputed Era. It's like almost, I'm going to go back to Undisputed Era. (laughs) I was supposed to put in, put the shine on Mustache Mountain, but let's talk Undisputed Era again. I love the fact that. They're heels, but they don't necessarily wrestle like heels. You know, you don't usually see heels rely so much on, like, submission moves and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, besides Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, but, like, they're just doing move after move after move, stretching the shit out of those guys in the middle of the ring. And, I mean, it all feels very, like, ground-based and, you know, like, I don't know, realistic. Like, their fighting style. You know, it feels like it's very much in that, like, vein of, like, MMA, um, Mm -hmm. you know, which is nice to see where you're like, okay, well, this makes sense. And you could see why any of these moves would tap anyone out. And they're always attacking the body part. And they always follow up on that, you know. Um, There's a reason for, you know, what they do. They're not just doing moves for moves' sake. 
So I, I just, I find that really enjoyable. Like the, the, just the psychology and the match yeah. alone, so, you know, for the amount of time that they go and for the, you know, speed that they're wrestling is, you know, cause usually a submission wrestler, you know, a chain wrestler like this, they have like almost, you know, this kind of like, I don't know, like brooding style where they kind of take their time and you see them manipulating a body part mm-hmm. and, you know, but they, they just go all out. There's not, you know, but all their moves are setting up, you know, a submission hold. So I don't know. I, I really love their work in the ring. So I cannot get enough of Undisputed Era. So, um, uh, to, to talk about Mustache Mountain. Okay. Yeah, bit. please do. <laughs> I do. I did love, I do love Trent Seven, but Ty, like him and Tyler Bate in this match for me, for the first half, and I'm not trying to down them, just it seemed like Tyler Bate was constantly like talking them up, man. What the hell? <laughs> I know. I know. Tyler Bate was just kind of watching Trent Seven a little bit too much whenever they were trying to do their double teams, like waiting for Trent Seven to do the move. So you felt like they were a step off or something? It just felt a little bit. Really? Like, they've okay. been solid the last few matches, especially against um, Undisputed, Era. Undisputed Era, so. No, I enjoy their work together. Mm-hmm. I I almost, you know, I, I maybe I'm just a WWE mark. I I find it almost, like, unbelievable, like, like Trent Seven, like, his bills. <laughs> like. Oh, I was thinking if he ever went up, uh, Vince would hate him. Oh, my God. I Absolutely. can't imagine him ever accepting him up. Because he just... Seems like someone's dad, you know, mm. getting up off the couch and taking off his shirt, you know. Made to, me think of like Big Lebowski or something. Yeah, like I was that. like, who's this dude? <laughs> you know, how is this believable? But you know, whatever. Um, you know, and Bate is, you know, I mean, at least he's got he's built, you yes. know, but he's like five two. Mm. Like he's he's so young too. Like he's but like, he's extremely talented. Very talented, very talented. But yeah. Um, Undisputed era though, man. I, I just love those guys. You know, I'm just, <laughs> I can't say you that. are high. Or I've had their era. theme song in my head <laughs> for the last like three days since the pay per view. Um, but yeah, I, boom. It really. So, do you think this feud carries on? Um, I'm hoping it doesn't. Okay, you know, you're, I, you're done with it. Yeah. <laughs> um. And we know that we've got the UK NXT yes. happening, so I'm sure and these guys will go back mm-hmm. to the UK. I still feel like they're eventually going to end up feuding against each other. I feel like that's been those seeds have been kind of planted, um, just you know, with the whole like I don't. Okay, here's another thing: them standing in the corner and watching, you know, their partner almost get submitted. Since when? Can a wrestler run in and break up a submission? Like, I don't understand that <laughs> at all. You know, I guess if you're taking it as a real sport and you haven't watched wrestling at all mm. your entire life, it makes sense. But otherwise, we've seen it numerous times. We've seen wrestlers break up pins every <laughs> match. It's, and it's, it's an match. auto setting in the game. If you yes. do any type of submission, the other person will <laughs> run in and start to hit yes. you. Yes. So I think that submissions don't usually work in tag team mm-hmm. wrestling. So it's very weird for me to see like you know like oh this big like moment dramatic moment where like what because that's what happened last match. Uh, what's his name had to throw in the towel. Yes. Um. So the fact that like it was teased again, I was like, how does this make sense? This doesn't make sense. Um. But whatever. 
I guess it's forgivable because the match was so fucking good. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that again, that was part of the first half. I feel like the first half was a lot less entertaining than the second half of the match. See, I don't know. I felt like it was after the towel moment. After everything that was, I think it it picked up better. Okay, I didn't like that moment. Whatsoever. Really? I no, I don't. I don't like that moment <laughs> at all. I I just enjoyed the whole match. I thought mm. it was well paced and well rounded. But you know, maybe I'm just you know completely head over heels over a disputed error and blinded by love right now. <laughs> so I don't know. Um. All right. So next match was Velveteen Dream, uh, versus EC3. I'll tell you right now. I was actually disappointed with this match. I was too. Um, out of all of Velveteen's feuds and everything that every like NXT takeover, this has been my least favorite of all. Um, they didn't seem to have much to feud over. Mm-hmm. You know, Velveteen Dream left a tag match, like walked out on him, like during a tag match. So that was kind of like the whole basis for the feud. So there wasn't much there to go off of. So I, I felt like there wasn't that passion that we've yeah. seen in the other, you know. The other feuds that Velveteen's had, um, I do feel like too in this match, um, EC three was like off a little, mm-hmm. um, and I'm gonna put it on his shoulders just because I felt like he was kind of thrown back, thrown back by like the crowd reaction he got. And it seemed like it got underneath his skin and affected him a little because like in full cell, he's over. Like I mean, like he's a face, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know. A, a, just, I mean, the crowd is super into him, chanting his song with him and everything. But when he got to Brooklyn, they were completely behind Velveteen Dream. I mean, he was getting no reaction, um, to, to negative reactions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like it threw him off his game. Um, and his just rhythm was wrong. And, you know, like at one point it felt like he started to kind of work heel. But then, you know, and he always works kind of heel, even as a face. But... I don't know. He just wasn't clicking. They weren't clicking well yeah. together. So it was still an entertaining match, I feel like. It just wasn't up to snuff, you know, comparatively speaking, with mm. the other matches. So, um, yeah, I definitely I definitely agree with you there. I did like the ending spot um, with Dream hitting his move on the apron. We're seeing a lot of apron work. Yes. <laughs> this past, like, <laughs> week or so. Um, you know, and then hitting his elbow. Uh, you know, Hans um, mm-hmm. which was fucking awesome. Um, I don't know. How, what do you think about his tights? About Dream's tights? <laughs> um, I think he can handle being sent up. I don't know how Vince would be receptive to a message like that. I like that Triple H played it off as it's just a friend of his, not actually Vince. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's definitely a gimmick he's going to be working now. You know, like, when are you going to call me up to the big time? Mm-hmm. And like him kind of taunting Vince back and forth. Um, you know, I mean, he, you don't walk out on a WWE stage without having everything approved that you're mm. doing, you know. So, I mean, they literally go over what you're wearing, like, in gorilla positions. So, um, you know, there's no way that got past them. So, I, it cracked me up watching all the sites kind of, like, go crazy with that. Like, uh-huh. it was like, come on. <laughs> They got approved by Triple H, at least. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought it was funny. It was funny. It was funny. Yeah, but it, it's still an angle. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I don't know if it's hinting, though, that he is going to get called up soon. Um, I I still, like, what, what, I just feel like Vince would just 
be all about EC3. Like, I feel like... He, I, I definitely feel like Dream's going to get called mm. up soon. I, and they it terrifies me just because I don't trust them, um, you know, to really honor that character and, you know, give him something to do that yeah. matters. I'm afraid that he'd be turned into, like, a comedy gimmick or end up in a situation like... Because he uh, teeters the line with mm. that now. Um, you know, it's really his ring work, you know, that pushes him over that line where he's not just, you know, comedy. Um, where I just, oh God, Vince has got to be self-vading over fucking EC3. Mm. I mean, I... I could like I think we were talking off mic where we could see him being like paired with like Miz, like, you know, like those two, you know, characters together mm-hmm. would be fantastic. Um, I just I don't know. I mean, he is everything that Vince would want, you know, <laughs> in a guy. So, um, yeah, but I do like this definitely was not E C three's best work. No. You know, so um I don't know. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised by anything, but I'm terrified <laughs> by the prospect of them calling either of these guys. Because we've seen what happens with, like, Sanity right now. Yes. You know, they're not even on SummerSlam. They did were the they, job Were before. they on SmackDown this week? No, they weren't on SmackDown this week. Um, they lost in the tag team tournament for SummerSlam, like, mm. before SummerSlam, um, in the first round. Like, it's just like, why did you call them up if you have nothing to Where's do Where's AOP? Them, you know? AOP's been on. They've been feuding with fucking um, Titus worldwide. But they've been on the show at least every week. Yes, but they, they're they a different caliber. They Their characters, at least, are a different caliber than fighting they've facing off Titus worldwide. They've been like the fucking Road Warriors in NXT. And then they show up and they're fucking wrestling Titus worldwide. And they're not dominating mm-hmm. them. So, yes, they, they were built up. You know, like oh, we didn't mention um, the ending of the tag match, but yeah, we forgot to talk about the War Raiders showing up uh, and attacking um, Undisputed Era. Just from that, because I've only seen so much of them, Mm -hmm. um, you know, because they were in New Japan and everything. um, But just that little (laughs) what they did in the ring in that like two minutes was so impressive yes like I cannot wait to see the fucking I was happy that they're able to work that style right now out here like Uh I was like oh they're gonna have to wait way safer Mm -hmm. over here in WWE than they were in like New Japan and everything else yeah it was pretty intense Mm -hmm. so I I mean they're in NXT right now so I feel like their style (laughs) is gonna definitely get watered down when they you know Mm. do get called up to the main roster that drop was intense but yes For I mean, the size of those guys mm. to be wrestling in that style was so fucking impressive. So impressive. The one thing I say, like, give them a mouthpiece. Because I don't feel like they work mm. on the mic very well. Just from what I've heard so far, like, their voices do not fit these characters at all. Um, their style in the ring, especially. So, um, I would uh, love to see them with someone, you know. Do you um, see them joining up with Sarah Logan since they're all Vikings together? <laughs> I wonder. I just don't, I don't see they, any reason was... for her to be a Viking. No, and they kind of don't talk about it much anymore, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Um, but that'd be cool. I don't know. I, they would fit together. Yes. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm excited to see those matches, you know, War Raiders versus uh, the Undisputed. That's going to be mm-hmm. awesome. But yeah, what what was the next match after uh, EC3? Uh, next we had Ricochet versus um, Adam Cole for the North American Championship. I'm going to say something that might be controversial. This is my match of the night. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. That's controversial? Well, because everyone, like, I mean, Ciampa and fucking Johnny, I mean, it was a fantastic match. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know, man. I really, really loved fucking Ricochet versus Adam Cole. Yes. Really loved it. It was my match. match of the night. Um, Good. Easy. Good. You're a smart man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about easy, though. For me, it was easy. Okay. I just, I mean, God, these guys clicked so well together. Um, I know they've wrestled before, mm. you know, uh, but like everything was clicking up full cylinder with these guys. I mean, just the spots were seamless. The transitions worked perfectly. Um, their styles complemented each other. Everything felt believable too. Like it wasn't just moves for moves sake mm-hmm. once again. Adam Cole's so fucking good. Man. <laughs> he really is. And I mean, Ricochet is so polished. I mean, I... There's not a chink in that guy's armor mm. at all. So, um, but it, God, the spot, and you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the fucking line salt yes. into a super kick. I mean, <laughs> I thought he was dead. I really <laughs> did. He catches him like right in the fucking yes. throat with that kick. That gift it looks is everywhere. Oh, so brutal. Holy jo- Oh, you know, I'm going to use it to promote this show. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, it. God damn. What a fucking match, man. Um, I, didn't those things, I predicted Adam Cole winning. Exactly. And I was totally fine with Ricochet, you mm. know, catch, ca- capturing that belt. Because I feel like now you're going to have a situation with Adam Cole in the Undisputed, like, chasing Ricochet. Because I want to see more matches between these two. Mm. Um, you know, uh, I don't know if they're thinking, you know, maybe, like, uh, I guess right now it doesn't make sense for Cole to be in the title, in the, you know... The actual main title picture. Mm-hmm. So um, these guys could work a good program. Like I would love to see them at you know the next takeover. You know against each other. I believe that'll be Survivor Series. Yes. So it's not too far. You know away. So they could definitely keep this feud going. You know for a mm-hmm. couple months. So I would be. Fine I just wonder it. what's the next takeover. Is it's not War Games or anything like that? Is it? Oh, it might be actually because that would be that would be perfect for the Survivor Series type weekend. Yeah, no, I think it is War Games. I think they announced that they're doing a second War Games. Mm. So yes, it is War Games because that was done I think last November around Survivor Series. So that that would be perfect though. That'd be great. Who would you see with Ricochet? Because undisputed guess, era is definitely going to be in the war game because they won the last one. I feel like they. But doesn't it just make sense. sense to have War Raiders then at that point? So then Ricochet and the war... Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, I'm drooling. That's going to be awesome. Just imagine them throwing Ricochet. (laughs) You heard it here first. We just booked the match. (laughs) Oh, and then, like, Ricochet with, like, using the cage. Mm. Like, oh, my God. That's going to be phenomenal. It would be great if it was, like, a situation where War Raiders on televised won the titles. And it could be just all the titles are online. Oh. See, I don't know. You don't like that? I don't like when titles like that are, like, you know, thrown... Because it happens rarely, but mm. it just seems too, like, insane. Because then, like, what if, like, one of the tag guys pins, like, the North American champion or something like that? So it's too much... Like, I'd, I'd rather see, like, a one-on-one situation okay. between... You know, but it's still crazy. Like, mm. it would it would definitely add to the chaos of the match, because that match is going to be fucking chaos. Mm. So, um, but man, I hope that's what happens. <laughs> but it does feel like it is getting set up for that. Yes. So, um, you know, we're not just dreaming pie in the sky here. 
Uh, but yeah, no. Match of the night for me. Definitely. 100%. Ricochet versus Adam Cole. Yes, uh, it's it's great to see Ricochet being able to work on this level in WWE and not like be tarnished so far. So... <laughs> you know he's going to get called up to the main roster and they're going to put a fucking cape on him or something stupid, right? I feel like he'd still work very well as a Hurricane-type character. Oh, God. <laughs> well, look what fucking the cape did to Neville. So that's... <laughs> I'm just terrified uh, of that. Poor devil. <laughs> oh, Vince, just retire. Please. Please. Uh, next we Could have... you imagine Neville... Okay, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Could you imagine Neville versus fucking Ricochet? Amazing. Oh, God. Please retire, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> I'm anyway. Just, I'm just waiting for Neville to show up in New Japan. So... Well, he's still under contract. I don't know what I the know. hell's going on. So, but anyway, okay, let's move on. Yes. Before we go three hours again. <laughs> uh, we had the NXT Women's Championship uh, with Car- Kyrie. Kyrie. Kyrie Sane. God damn. Kyrie Sane uh, defeating Shayna Baszler. Yes. Um, were you surprised by that result? I was. I was not prepared for Baszler to lose the title just yet. I, yeah, I thought But this... with all the rumors speculating with her going up, that makes sense. So there is a strong rumor right now that she's I mean, supposed to be going up. I feel like they're going to just, just do a, a big dump eventually. Is is the is there going to be another roster change soon or something? Because that's what the well, way they usually make it and typically after WrestleMania you get that. Mm. Um, you get all the call ups. Do you, is that so? Is that being reported on, or is that just fans speculating? Because it's Ronda a lot of fan speculation, but because I just don't want to see the other horsewomen, you know, called up before they're mm. ready. You know, because I know the other two signed and they're working. And, oh, well, that uh, is a rumor for Survivor Series. Like, a set rumor from sites and stuff. I mean, I could definitely see that eventually happening, but mm. I feel like that's not going to happen now, too. I would wait a what whole we year. saw with Charlotte and mm. Becky. I, that, I feel like that's definitely not going to happen now. So, um, yeah, I would definitely... Don't call them up before they're ready. I mean, you could definitely hide people's flaws in that type mm. of match, but there's no reason to expose them to that if they're not ready for it. I mean, it's a big spotlight to be in but anyway back to this match <laughs> um i thought the match was good um i didn't think the match was great yes. i think i was expecting more from it um i don't know if it was and these guys they wrestled in the may young classic mm-hmm. i know that and I, I think they wrestled on nxt once too before mm. like while uh basler was on her rise to the title um so i was a little disappointed with it but i love the fucking finish of this match I really do. Like it was such a roller coaster finish, um, with uh, basically Baszler, you know, um, countering her elbow, um, which I thought was brilliantly done, and then her putting on her, you know, her submission, and then same being able to roll her yes. up. It happened so quickly, and to see just the emotion of the crowd go from here to like you know there like so quickly, like I I thought it was phenomenal. Um, it was such a quick finish. But it was the perfect, like, it's the way a roll-up should be done, you know. Mm. Um, it's just not a regular schoolboy, you know. It was definitely, you know, played with your emotions. Um, just watching that front row react to everything was awesome. So, um, and I was the same way. Like, I came out of my seat um, watching that. So, um, and I've never seen a counter to an elbow like that. I really enjoyed mm. that. Because um, it just seemed so brutal. Um, but, and then when she locked on, you know, what do they call her submission? 
I mean, it looks like I'm not sure. it's all a transmission to me. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, when she locked it on, I was like, oh, here we go. And then when she fucking was able to roll her, I was that was great. That was great work. I wasn't expecting it. That was just how it was. No, no, yeah, it was it was quick and fast, but just very. And I I love the way that she celebrated at the end. Like mm-hmm. the title meant something and everything. It was a huge moment. Um, and the crowd was really into it. So, but I do agree. The match was okay at best. It wasn't. It, it wasn't their classic match. It's it a match wasn't... where I have to watch back to mm-hmm. because I don't know if I know. Like maybe my expectations were too high for it. Um, Which you know, is that not you that know you, that they can go. Yeah, and not that you shouldn't have high expectations, hmm. but maybe it's better than I'm actually remembering it. You know, so and I. You know, a match like this is the kind of match where I would watch back. So, um, just for that finish, honestly. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was a little disappointed. I, I definitely agree. So, um, but yeah, I, I am surprised that they took the belt off Baszler so quickly. You know, because I felt mm-hmm. like she was going to have a really long, like, Asuka-like run. Because they made her into such a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it'll be interesting to watch her chase after that belt now. You know, so... I don't know. It seems like she's um, Kyrie's going to be like the face of that women's division for a while. But I, they, they're going to have the rematch at um, Evolution mm-hmm. and the Evolution pay per view. So that should be pretty cool. Um, and then we've got the main event now. Yes, last man standing with uh, Champa going up against Gorgano. So I enjoyed this match. I did, but this was probably my least favorite. Of you know the program that they worked so far, serious, yeah, uh, yeah, out of the three. Um, now I'm understanding Gargano; like he actually did dislocate his knee. Oh, okay, that's what they're saying. Um, I don't know how true that is. Um, I haven't like gotten confirmation yet if that's legit. So I hope he's not out for like a long period <laughs> yeah, of time. Um, you know, I mean, it might. It might be good in the aspect, and it's never good when someone gets injured, don't get me wrong, where it gets those two away from each other for a little bit. And you could have, like, Ciampa versus Black now. And I feel like they're going to go that route anyway, mm-hmm. but it'll make sense storyline-wise, where people won't be just clamoring to see these two matched up against each other again. Because um, I feel like the next takeover should definitely be Ciampa versus Black. Because Black should be back by that point. So, um, and I now, just want to see Chapa. Is Black legitimately injured? Oh yeah, no, okay. he is. He is injured. So he he had groin surgery. Um, it was worse than they thought. So, but it's only a couple month injury, I believe. So he should be back by um because there was rumors that he was going to be able to go actually after the surgery, mm. and they decided to just be cautious and just let you know. Yeah. Let him heal properly. Because um, I feel like they have big plans for him, too. Main roster-wise. I mean, he's another guy who I feel like has everything Vince would want um, in wrestling. Mm. So, um, I do feel like he needs to stop talking. I would like him to be more of a brooding character, <laughs> you know? I, I don't need him talking. Like, mm. it, you know, I'll start when he won the belt and he was celebrating in the ring and stuff. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I had him almost like, I don't know. I He had this aura about him. Where he was almost very like Undertaker like, mm-hmm. so I don't need to see you know more personality out of him. You know he just has this natural like charisma. It's like almost this like monster. You know, um, 
So I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> back to the match. <laughs> um, wh- what did you think of the match overall, though? Um, I mean, I do agree. It's it wasn't my favorite out of all of theirs that they've had, and I think it's. I mean, it's starting to wear. That mm. you know, I'm seeing them every single takeover. Yeah, I would like to see a little something different happening. Well, they kind of got th- their hand forced too. You were going to mm. have black in this, so I mean, I understand. You know, unfortunately, that it's just what you know. You know the way the cookie crumbled, and they're kind of forced into this situation because I think they didn't want to do three in a row like this, and at least have black thrown into it to you know, I don't know, make it different. You know, add some variety. I do have a gripe. Okay. Why can't we have tables stacked properly anymore? What do you mean? Or they're or they're both stacked on top on of, top each, of other, each other, but not because now they've been doing it where it's one and then the other one's flipped upside down. That's weird. Haven't you noticed that? No, I haven't noticed. They've been that. doing that for a lot of. I do remember, matches. but like, so they're just making it thick. Yes. I guess it kind of makes more sense though. It'd probably be a little more brutal if it's thicker to go through. Yeah, but it doesn't look as Because cool. really, really, <laughs> the table just kind of braces your fall. Yes. You know, it's worse to just hit the fucking mat or hit the crowd than go through the table first. You know, I mean, I know it's wrestling physics, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, I'm not watching it for, you know, Maybe that's realism. their way of, like, <laughs> now, I think that's kind of their way to, like, bring realism I into guess. it, I guess. I- I'm just... I'm just speculating here. So. I want my table stacked and stacked. I know. Hey, man. I'm an <laughs> Attitude Era guy, too. So I, I agree with you. I like stacked tables. But um, I didn't even catch that, though, that they've been doing that a lot. You've seen that in other matches besides this? Yes. Okay. That's weird, huh? Don't so, ask me to name them. <laughs> okay. Well, no. I have noticed it, though. Um, but, yeah, I mean, once again, Ciampa is just a fantastic heel. These guys just know each other, I mean, so well. I mean, they they just flow together, you know, in the ring. Um, I wonder, like, how much they even put together these matches anymore. Like, if they have to, like, really, like, sit there and, you know, really, like, you know, um, you know, call it, you know, move, move, or how much they can actually just call in the ring. So I, I don't think they have a heavy script anymore, you know. Just the amount of callbacks, though, is just fantastic. Like, mm. you know, two that are like, you know, past matches and everything. I, well, I each of the matches are adding one more element, you know, mm. and then they get to call back to it the next one. And I, I think another problem I have with this match is I'm just not a huge last man standing fan. Yeah. Like, I don't like that stipulation at all. So it just, I don't know. It never does anything for me. I, I really enjoy like one-on-one in the ring matches. <laughs> so I'm becoming like this old traditionalist like cast out of nowhere, <laughs> which makes no sense because I'm an ECW guy. I'm a mm. fucking, you know, attitude era guy. But, you know, I just, for a match this big, like I want to see it settled, you know, in the ring, you know. The right Regular ring. rules. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I just, I feel like it foreshadows, you know, an ending like this. So basically you have, you know, Johnny not being able to answer the counts, but like Ciampa being able to like use the handcuffs yes. to pull himself up. So, um, once again, he just kind of skirts by, you know, um, I do love the scene at the end where, you know, Johnny is on the ground getting care and then Ciampa just comes back through the curtains to just show his title to everyone <laughs> one more time. 
What's the point if you can't gloat, right? Uh-huh. Right. So, um, yeah. I mean, we're not trying to take anything away from this match. It was a phenomenal yes. match. But, yeah. It just wasn't their best match. So, um, overall, what would you rank this pay-per-view? Um, I'd give it a solid four. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to give it anything higher just because it's... It hasn't been the best takeover, but it's definitely it's yeah. still good. I would I would have to agree with a four. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe almost like three and like some three change, quarters. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I mean, just an entertaining card altogether. Mm-hmm. I love what the product's doing. So I really I have no complaints. Um, you know, and I, I it really does get you excited for next takeover. Like every takeover, like I'm ready for the next one to come. So I'm glad we don't have to wait that long. Yeah. So um, war games, man. I'm fucking excited. I love <laughs> war games. <laughs> I love me some war games. So, all right. Well, let's move on to another huge event that happened uh, this weekend. Yes, it was SummerSlam weekend. It was. So, let's go through this. And we're not going to recap Raw and SmackDown this week. We're just going to kind of talk about what happened mm. on those shows um, while talking about, you know, the conclusion of these matches. So, um, yeah, we're not we're not going three hours again, people. It's already 1230 at night, yeah. so... Um, go ahead, lead us off. Yes, on the pre-show we had, um, Cien Almas, on the pre-show we had Andre Cien Almas and Selena Vega defeating Rusev and Lana. I won't lie, I did not watch the pre-show. I, by the time I turned it on, this match was already over. Yeah, um, Almas and Selena won. Yes, good for them. Which was very predictable. Um... (laughs) So, but yeah, I'm glad that almost went. But then we saw tonight, or not tonight, I'm sorry, yesterday, mm-hmm. we actually saw the same fucking match on SmackDown with the opposite results. Yay. So 50-50 booking at its best. Um, and this time, what's their little stooge called? What's his name again? The uh, singing guy. I, I'm Aiden English. Aiden English. There it goes. It was on the tip of my tongue. Um, he actually came out and made the save for them. So, um, we're getting a continuation of that horrid storyline. So, um, yeah, I mean, I keep on hearing that almost is like, you know, uh, that Vince is really high on him, but I'm not seeing it right now. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they've been like almost focusing on Zelina more recently, <laughs> which is weird. So, cause she didn't even wrestle in NXT. Mm-hmm. So, but Vince found out she can wrestle and was like, Hey, put her in there. So I don't know, man, whatever. Um, we had a cruiserweight match. And Cedric Alexander won. Yes. So it, was, it was Alexander versus Gulak. It was supposed to be a good match, I heard. It was a good match. You you actually saw it. I did. That's well, where I care about it, Christian. Um, we got a lot. I, I was mostly distracted by the announcers because they kept doing this thing with the names. <laughs> what I pointed out before, right? <laughs> yes. Where they have to say the full name over I, and over I didn't again. notice it until this match because um, Drew Gulak's finishing move is called the goo the gulak so uh, it's you just have them going drew, drew gulak's gulak oh and it's god just like over and over and over again was cole calling it too no it was the um announced team for cole's the worst at it at least oh my god he emphasizes it <laughs> so much and you know it's an edict put like mm. on and by mcmahon so it's not cole's fault but 
God, it's okay to use pronouns. Yes. It's all right. Uh, Cedric Alexander does a um, over-the-top rope uh, suicide dive that looked picture-perfect to, like, Kenny Omega. Really? In this okay. match. And I was like, oh, wow, this is... Well, intense, if you but... saw the guy wrestle the, the cruiserweight uh, mm. challenge, I mean, and that was, uh, you know, definitely where, like, you know, the leashes were off of, you know, these guys, and they were mm. able to do whatever the fuck they wanted. I mean, that guy is just insane. Like, crazy talented. So it's been so disappointing, you know, watching them, you know, now with, like, 205 Live and what they were doing when they yes. were on Raw. It just feels like, okay, well, we just got lighter guys wrestling, you know? Like, you took what was special <laughs> about these guys and just threw out the window. Mm. So I was like, okay, well, why, why do I care about these guys? Um, but, yeah, no, I... <sighs> Like I said, I mean, did it make you want to watch 205 Live? Not necessarily. No, not enough? Not enough. Like, I, I feel like I... I if like this had more time? Gulak's, sure. like, style of wrestling, because mm. he's more mat-based, and he's not huge. Like, that's his whole gimmick right now. It's like he's against, like, the cruiserweight style. Yes, it's interesting. Yeah. He, he's trying to, like, create... He's, like... He's almost like a reflection of the American government at the moment. Oh, okay. That's, wow. That's kind of the character Whoa. he's trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> like he's doing like PowerPoints and everything and he wants like like rules in place or something, right? To kind of yes, he's like, tone down. He wants to be the like the president of 205 Live and change everything. Is he saying he wants to be the actual president of it? Yes. Oh, wow. So it is like reflecting. Oh, yeah. What's he's going. wearing American tights and everything. It's like. Oh, okay. <laughs> sounds different so um like i wasn't expecting that i wasn't expecting to have such a i saw when he was doing the powerpoints like in the very beginning Mm. of the character i did not know it went that far now so um, it's not like um what's his name uh jack swaggers um it's not over the top like that okay we the people yeah um another guy though fucking super talented um it's it's interesting that he he's pulling off that gimmick well though I hear yes. that he's doing really good with it so I don't know but not good enough for me to watch so <laughs> I just got to hear more of a buzz I guess I don't know so but I've been hearing good things mm. at least so a lot different than what we were hearing when Enzo had the fucking title yeah so, um, um, what next we, we had the Raw Tag Team Championship with B Team defeating the Revival um, it was a quick match another fluke win for the yeah. B Team. I just don't know how long they're going to be able to carry that, you know, because all their wins are like, you know, these kind of like flukish wins, but it's going to get old after a while. Yes. I feel like the fans are eventually turn on them. Um, I can't stand their entrance music. Oh, but it's so obnoxious. <laughs> That's the point. It's just... I love it because <laughs> it's so obnoxious. If it was um, like, if there was like maybe one more part to it and it wasn't so short so that you have to hear the same over and over again like they didn't really try they didn't really make an effort in like you know giving them the music I just feel bad for the revival you know I'm glad that they're getting the spotlight but my god they're so talented Mm -hmm. um totally not what Vince would want in a tag team at all but I mean they're better than this Mm -hmm. they shouldn't be doing the job to the B team so um you know but I gotta say every time I see them celebrating I fucking crack up. Is the B team something that Vince would want? Yeah, because it's comedy. I guess. So he loves that, like, I know, cheesy fucking corny ass comedy, Mm. you know? I mean, look, Santino had a job for how long? 
So, I mean, and we saw him feature. I mean, how much time did he take up on Raw? You know, some nights. So, and the B team's kind of getting that treatment right now. They're like his number one comedy act on Raw. So, I don't know. I don't know. I I I, I feel like they're gonna have the title for a, for a while now, <laughs> which is unfortunate. So, um, but on to the main card. Yes. Uh, we had the Intercontinental Championship with Seth Rollins defeating Dolph Ziggler. Awesome match. Yes. I really enjoyed this match. Um, once again, these two, they didn't, they actually, they closed out, they main evented the last pay-per-view. Mm. Um, I feel like Seth opened up, oh, that was against Miz where um, Seth opened up again, where Seth, like, I feel, I love Seth opening up the show because I feel like he sets the pace. Mm-hmm. Um, so... But this was just a solid match. I mean, it had kind of a slow burn start, and then like it just escalated, um, and crescendoed into just this like you know spe- spectacular. Yeah, know? once it uh, for me, once it kicked in gear, I was definitely enjoying it. But the, for some reason, it really bothered me mm-hmm. that that they were pointing out the managers way too much, like the people on the ringside with um, uh, Dean and. Uh, oh, you mean the announcers? Not the announcers. The um, just. The fact that the match had to pause every once in a while to be like, oh, he's right there. He's well, right I there. Think because we've seen these guys wrestle before and everything, that was like the new aspect. The fact that Dean was, yes. you know, there. So but I, it's like they've had people at ringside of, in their careers their whole time. It felt like, oh, this is brand new for me. I've never had this before. That's more of a selling point to the I, I see what you're saying. It bothered me, though. And it slowed down the pace at that point. That's see, I don't know, but I enjoyed the pace because it kind of like... it worked its way it escalated yes. up you know so i felt like that the worked. grand scheme yes it and worked then, but it just was bothering what me i enjoyed time. too and i think they played with it a little was like the whole like aspect of is dean gonna turn you know mm. and it was more for you know smart fans you know <laughs> just kind of like you know playing with it because there's a few times where i felt like they almost like hinted at it um just you know like seth would turn his back on dean for a second and like you know me you know reading into everything i was like oh my god is he gonna jump up here like oh my god and like <laughs> Like, Dean hasn't smiled since yes. he's come back. <laughs> he still hasn't smiled after all. So, um, I'm just, like, waiting for Dean to turn on everyone. Mm. So, um, you know, and it really felt like they played with that aspect. Um, even though it wasn't there on the surface. Uh, but yeah, no, I... God, I could watch these guys wrestle forever. I really could. I really felt like, you know, they put together a well match. They've been working so much, like, lately, that I felt like this was, like, you know... Hmm. what you get at the end you know their their big achievement you know what you worked up to so um i'm it doesn't seem like this feud is going to continue i know on raw you had dean go against um go against mcintyre um but now with what we saw and we'll get to it later at the end of raw i feel like this might be kind of falling to the wayside um which i'm fine i i I do want to see you know Seth, you know, move on to different challengers and everything, um, you know, even if it's Dean. So mm-hmm. we'll see exactly what happens. But, um, or maybe it's McIntyre. I don't know. But I, just, I don't want to see McIntyre lose like his like spot right now. I want to see him continue to because he's definitely on the uprise, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like that's going to continue. Like from everything we hear again, you know, McMahon is a huge fan. Um, and I don't see why he wouldn't. He's great on the mic. He's got a great look, and he's fantastic in the ring. I mean, the guy is working on all cylinders right now. So I just hope they don't screw things up. Um, 
but yeah, um, I'm sure Dolph will get a rematch, you know, somewhere down the line, but I feel like it's going to just be like a TV rematch and, um, you know, by Survivor Series, you know, we'll be working something else. I'm sure you'll have, you know, the Shield versus someone else, mm. you know. Um, but yeah, so, but, uh, so after this match, all of a sudden, uh, the Bella Twins show up and right away I'm dreading <laughs> the Ronda Rousey match. <laughs> Because they talk about being there to cheer her mm-hmm. on everything. Um, it's like, oh, God, are they going to interfere in this match? And we know that we've got Evolution coming up. So I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> they're they're back just in time, yes. you know, to ruin Evolution. So I just, <laughs> I really don't want to see these two in the ring anymore. You know, that was the interesting about this card was there's a lot of setups where someone's going to turn or someone could turn. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It was like, oh, oh, is this going to happen? Is this going to attack? Mm-hmm. They played a lot mm. with that, I felt like. Um, just kind of teasing fans. Um, and they know that that's part of, you know, what makes people watch is that, you know, just people like waiting, anticipating, yes. you know, something like that happening storyline-wise. So why not fuck with people? So I, I get <laughs> it. It works. Um, but, okay, so moving on, we had New Day uh, versus the Bludgeon Brothers thoughts it's a crazy wild match yeah 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 it was fun i actually um enjoyed their match more on smackdown so um it was all-out match they i mean they feel like this was one of the because we've seen these two fight again mm. and like i said before in our preview show i would have much rather seen the bar against the bludgeon brothers i understand you want to have new day on this card and they're their most one of their most popular entities on you know mm. in wwe right now so i get it but i just it's just kind of rehashing the same shit um it i don't know it was okay it was just kind of there yeah. you know like i said on smackdown it was a lot i don't know it was a lot more hard hitting and it just felt like the chains were kind of off um rowan during this match ended up getting hurt so they knew he had to have surgery so um they had to take the belts off of them. So it felt like Rome was kind of wrestling, like, you know, like, okay, I'm just going all out. You know, <laughs> it had that vibe. Um, and they put on quite a show. And this wasn't a bad match by any means, but I felt like the SmackDown match was far superior. So, so, but yes, but on SmackDown, the New Day did win mm. the title. But here it was... Uh, Double uh, or no, not it double. It was a DQ because yes. they used the hammers. Finally, used the mallets. <laughs> so, but they used it the old, you know, Triple H yeah. sledgehammer way. So, I don't awesome. know why you just foam them up and like let them, you know, hit someone square in the back of the head, you know, just for the visual. <laughs> yeah, think about the kids. You throw it on the Titantron a few times. They still have a bash in the head with it, just sideways. So, um, I don't know. It's a stupid gimmick. I did. I have enjoyed their outfits a little more lately, though. They're a lot less like old school cane, mm-hmm. so a little more like you know, I don't know, like Mad Max style. So, <laughs> um, so since Rowan is injured, it totally fucks them over, you know. And he's mm-hmm. gonna be out for a while. It sounds like Bray's not doing anything right now because we know also. That Matt is injured and might actually be on the road to retirement. Yes. He's been shadowing producers in the back. Um, so he's going to be out for a while. Um, and he might not be back at all. Do you bring Bray to SmackDown to team up with Harper? 
I wouldn't mind him switching cards right about now. Or yeah. Switching sides. I think that'd be... I, I mean, it just makes the most sense for him. Mm. Um, I don't know what else you would do with Bray. I mean, you've really just kind of shit the bed with that character and just the way the angle kind of just ended so flat. I would... It just makes no sense to me, and I know this is completely not what we're talking about right now. <laughs> it just makes no sense to me why, since Matt got injured, you wouldn't do an angle with that and have Bray be the one who takes out Matt. Like, have him turn on him and then get him heat again. You know, and have a conclusion to that storyline. So I, I just, it's just lazy fucking booking. And I don't know if Matt just wants it to go, well, no, he didn't even go out on a good note. He did the job. So I, I don't get it. I don't understand. You know, or maybe they want to leave that open in case they need to come back to it. But I don't want them to come back to it at this point. They did nothing with it. So lazy fucking booking. God damn it, WWE. Um, all right. So we're past the Bludgeon Brothers. Yes, but we're on to Braun Strowman going up against Kevin Owens. Match of the night, right? Oh, god damn. <laughs> and I had high hopes for this. I really did, just mm. because I felt like something was going to finally come Kevin Owens' way. I thought that this was going to make, I don't know, sense finally storyline-wise. Because it just felt like week after week they've been See, that was your Kevin problem, Damon. Owens. You thought. Yes. <laughs> um, and I, I expected something creatively out of WWE's writers right now. At least the Raw guys. Because, my God, they're just shitting the bed. Um, it's, so, Braun basically takes care of Kevin Owens in, like, what, like, three minutes? Yeah. I mean, Kevin did some fucking phenomenal bumps, though. (laughs) The way he was selling those shoulder blocks on the outside of the Mm. ring, the first one I thought he fucking killed himself on. I thought he fell directly on his goddamn head. I was like, oh my God, don't break your neck. You know, not Not for this this, fashion. Yeah, Yeah, not for this match. I was really thinking that Owens was going to somehow win that Money in the Bank briefcase because it just makes no sense for Strowman. Mm. Um, Especially the way we're seeing him you know, cashing or attempting to cash it in where he's just telling people, I'm going to cash it in now. I mean, <laughs> whatever. I guess. I'll be there. Yeah. I'll do it. Um, so this just made me feel like they're burying Owens. Like, I don't, like, he has to be in someone's doghouse. You know, there was rumors months back that they're really displeased with, like, his weight. That he's just, like, refusing to lose weight. Um, which scares the shit out of me because it's something that happened with um, Vader back in the day mm-hmm. and that totally like led to a monster, you know, main eventer like Vader getting completely buried by the WWE. Um, so I'm terrified that's what's happening with Owens. I mean, this guy, really, if you look at it, I mean, he was one of their MVPs last year. He really carried mm-hmm. Raw. So um, the, the way that they're booking him, though, like what cracked me up is like this whole storyline, too, is Strowman basically bullying Kevin Owens. Yes. You know, throughout the past, like, couple months. He fucking threw him off the top of a fucking cage, you know. This whole storyline started, really. I mean, yeah, it kind of started with Money in the Bank and Kevin trying to, like, you know, have everyone team up on Strowman. That happens, though. Every time there's a giant involved in a match, that always happens. But it really started with Kevin Owens trying to befriend him and Strowman just attacking him over and over Mm. again and just, like... You know, hunting him almost. So the fact that you had the bully go over here 
like it, what the fuck is the story? Like, it, I mean, Strowman's supposed to be the face, right? It yeah. just makes no sense. And then the fact that they have a fucking be a star promotion <laughs> campaign commercial right after this match. I mean, really? I just think we're just supposed to be. Like, I felt like they were ribbing me. Like, I was like. Because, <laughs> I, like, I mean, it just makes no sense. Mm. It makes no I sense. I just think we're supposed to be entertained by Braun beating up people. That's all. And we're just. Expo- I don't know. It, it just, just felt like they're just burying fucking Kevin Owens. Yeah. I, the guy can go no matter what shape he's in, so I don't know. No, and that's kind of his gimmick, too, mm. is the fact that he is a bigger guy and that he can do all these amazing things. I know he started off, you know, a much smaller guy wrestling, but Even it's then, awesome to though. see this big fucking guy, mm. like, do these phenomenal moves and everything. Um, it, it, I mean, and he can carry that, you know, he can carry that show on the mic, too. He's one of their best guys on the mic. Mm. Um, I don't get it. I mean, I'm, you know, I get it. You know, I understand, you know, the heel that he's playing right now is that cowardly heel. And we've kind of lost that, like, Not know, like prize this, fighter. But this is too much. Yes. You know, this does nothing to help him. So, I mean, they've got to do a lot to get him back, you know, on track now, in my eyes. Like, I was like, I was like, I was waiting the next day to hear that he got released. Like, I was literally waiting <laughs> to hear that, like, they released him. Would you want him to be released? For his sake, maybe. I mean, I, you know, best case scenario is they come to their senses and they start booking him strong again. You know, maybe keep him off TV for a month or two and then have him come back. You know, the prize fighter that we all grew to love in the beginning, you know, fight Owens fight. But, you know, if they're going to keep on booking him like this, I mean, maybe it's what's best. So I, I don't get it. He's he would rock be in that s- super card show. Yeah. Yes, he <laughs> God, I don't know where the hell we're at right now. So, but yeah, I, I it was very disappointing to me. So I just could not believe, you know, just how like I don't know. It was literally like a two minute match. Mm-hmm. So, um, on to the SmackDown Women's Championship. Yes, Charlotte Flair defeats Becky Lynch and Carmella to become the champion. Um, this match was, it was okay. It wasn't great. It was a little clunky at parts. Mm -hmm. Um, and it wasn't just, um, Carmella. Um, it felt like, and maybe just the whole, you know, triple threat match dynamic kind of threw everyone off a little, but I did feel like, you know, they were all just a little off. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was completely, you know, over the top excited that Carmella finally got that belt taken off of her. Um, you know, I was, when Charlotte won it, I almost was expecting Charlotte to be the one to turn heel. It was interesting to hear like the crowd. So like, I mean, I, we knew that they were going to be behind Becky, but Mm. like they were almost booing Charlotte. Um, but then to have what happened at the end happen, I was, I popped. I, I'm not going to lie. I totally, I was with Brooklyn 100%. Mm. Um, you know, Becky finally turns heel, attacks Charlotte, you know, beats the fuck out of her. Um, you know, the crowd acted like it was like the second coming of the rock and fucking Stone Cold. <laughs> you know, they definitely, they're booing the shit out of Charlotte, mm. you know, at the end because they even did like a close up of our, 
like after Becky left and the crowd was started booing, I was like, God damn. Um, so no sympathy whatsoever for Charlotte. But I mean, it's hard to get sympathy for Charlotte because she's such a dominant champion. Yes. She just tied Trish Stratus for the most like title wins in like record time. Mm. Um, so and, you know she's such a force of nature. You know she's just a natural heel. Uh, so she's going to have an uphill battle, Becky, to get over as a heel. Yeah, I mean, even uh, last night when she did her whole speech about why. And I thought she did a great job with Mm. the speech. You know, I love the whole speech because I was terrified that they were going to backtrack, you know, and just like her come out and almost do like a fucking like Bailey and, um, Sasha Banks type deal where she apologizes and say that she was frustrated and like tease that there's still tension there but having them tag for months on end you know maybe see a therapist you know um because you know women can't just have grudge matches they have to go to therapists for some reason um you know not like it's fucking wrestling or anything so um i just i don't know i i'm i was very impressed with her mic work last night though the promo i thought she cut was really really well done Mm -hmm. They were in Brooklyn again. So, I mean, that might have something to do with it. That's a very smart crowd right there. So they're going to be loving that Becky's turned heel and everything. So she wasn't necessarily getting the reaction that she, you know, wanted. Um, So she might have to turn up, you know, you know, the cowardice a little and, you know, just kind of, you know, turn up the insulting of the crowd. She did try to insult the crowd a little, but I don't think she went far enough. No. So she's it was have to... it was definitely more it felt more justified what she was saying than it was like but because of all of you like it wasn't that yeah but I I enjoy that like I love villains feeling like they're the hero of the story so and it felt very much like that um, but it just was the wrong crowd to do it to like I almost would rather have them wait to next week to do this I, I love the whole pull apart between those two um you know we haven't seen that much you know in the women's division so that was pretty cool to see all the you know the women's locker room clear out and them having a hard time like keeping them apart and everything so i do feel like when they go to like you know fucking iowa or you know <laughs> you know one of your hayseed cities they're gonna you know she's gonna be over as a heel so um you know i hope at least for her sake so but yeah so i mean overall the match was okay but i was excited about the finish at the end so um do you feel like carmella gets back in the title picture she has Uh, a match match next week but i hope not (laughs) i hope not or does becky cost charlotte the belt so those few those two feud and carmella goes off with the belt. I hate Again. that. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> but then maybe have Asuka come and beat her for it. Because God knows you're not doing anything with Asuka right now. That would be the only, that would be the only thing that makes that redeemable. Yes, you know? I agree. I agree. Uh, next we had the WWE Championship with Samoa Joe uh, defeating AJ Styles via disqualification. First, before we say anything, I hate the booking of this card. Um, just because... I hate the fact that you had, you know, championship match back to back like that. Mm. I would much rather have something in between there because I really feel like it hurts the momentum 
you know, of the like, Styles match. Like, either Miz and Daniel Bryan or Finn Balor and Carvin could have gone in between those two. Yes, yes, or Owens and Strowman. Because exactly. I felt like it definitely hurt, like, the crowd. Like, especially after such a big moment with Becky turning heel, I felt like the crowd was a little flat at the beginning of this mm-hmm. match. Um, overall, I really liked this match. I, I mean, I thought it was one of the best matches of the night. It probably is a tie for me between this match and um, Ziggler and Rollins. But um, the one issue I had with the match was I felt like AJ should have started off the match a house of fire. You know, like we saw, you know, off camera, um, you know, behind the scenes after SmackDown went off camera, um, AJ trying to attack Samojo in the back. So you saw him like enraged and everything. So I wish that, you know, we could have started the match off that way. It was definitely like a slow burn beginning to the match but once they started to kick into that next gear i mean we saw you know what this feud is gonna be which is just fucking awesome wrestling (laughs) so um you know what did you think about the ending of this match i was disappointed that it was another disqualification finish Mm -hmm. but at the same time i enjoyed the intensity i enjoyed (laughs) you know samoa joe who's your daddy exactly I fucking popped for that. I'm not gonna lie. I that went over with me big time. So <laughs> I, him getting on the table, grabbing the mic, and then like taunting because he knew something was gonna happen once they, you know, he got on the mic in the beginning of the match and pointed out that Wendy was in the crowd mm. with their child. Because why the fuck would you bring your wife in that situation yes. and your small child? But whatever. Um, and like pointing out to Wendy and like using that line and then just seeing AJ go off the rails, you know. And I don't know how he got busted open either. Like at that point, all of a sudden he like stood up and he was bleeding. And I don't know if it was when he went into the steps. I don't know if it was a hard way. Because I was like, holy shit, he's bleeding. He's fucking enraged. I mean, I loved it. And then him beating with the fucking chair. I thought that was great. Um, I enjoyed this match a lot more than Because I heard some people kind of comparing this to... Uh, uh, AJ and Nakamura's Nakamura. first match at WrestleMania, and I feel like this was the far superior match. Mm. Um, you know, this is the fire that I've wanted to see from AJ for a while. So um, I feel like that was what was missing with the Nakamura. Yes. Oh, completely. You know, so um, hopefully now that AJ's like turned it up to like the next level, you know, we're gonna be in for an awesome yes. feud. Thank God. So um, yeah, it's good right. to see the WWE Championship have a good feud behind it. Yeah, <laughs> right. And I mean, like I said, I enjoyed Nakamura as a heel yes. and everything like that, but I just felt like they didn't put enough into the story behind that match. So. I think we, we enjoyed the crotch shots more than we enjoyed the actual storytelling. Yes, yes. Because, be, well, the crotch shots became the story mm. at one point, which is insane. So, lazy fucking booking. Yes. All right, Elias came out at this point. Um, and Was his... this an accident? No, I didn't understand this at all. I did not get this at all. I was like, was someone supposed to sabotage his... Like, what were they working here was it supposed to be a prank like they were like were they hinting because lashley didn't come out no which i was completely expecting or like a big surprise i don't know what the fuck happened here like this was pointless like i was trying to think was someone supposed to grab the guitar and hit him with it and that was just like a breakaway and he accidentally May- i had not heard something. anything I wouldn't be surprised because it was so awkward and weird. It just didn't make sense. It didn't. Like, I was expecting to see, like, you know, like, the camera cut to Lashley smiling or something like that. You know, like, he fucked with mm-hmm. some time. 
So I don't understand where they're going. And then on Raw, they didn't really have anything to do with, like, Lashley and Elias didn't interact at all. So I don't know if they're, like, moving on from that feud or what. It was really bizarre. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, so then next we're on to The Miz versus Daniel Bryan. Yes. Um, it's a good start to the feud. Yes, I thought it was a good match. I did think it was a good match. Um, I thought it took a while to get going. Hmm. Um, but I thought the intensity was there from the beginning. I like the whole, like, I just want to punch you in the face (laughs) angle that Bryan was working. Hmm. Um, so... And, you know, and I like, you know, there was a point where, like, Brian was, like, leaning into his kicks, um, you know, when he was doing the yes, yes kicks. that I, was nice. I love that. There was um, way too many yes kicks, though. Yes, but I, yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed the yes kicks. I liked that they were kind of going back and forth since Miz has made, like, that yes. such a big part of his, like, rapport now, um, his repertoire. So I, I, I've enjoyed, like, I enjoyed them kind of going back and forth. I was really surprised how behind the Brooklyn crowd was with Miz, though. Um, to the point, at certain points, you would hear, like, a smattering of booze for Daniel Bryan. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Yeah. I didn't notice that. So, moves, but... there was a little, it wasn't a lot, but there was a little. And there was definitely, I mean, Miz was getting almost as many yes chants as Daniel mm-hmm. Bryan was. So, um. Oh, trust me, I had someone watching it with me, and they were like, what? Why are they both cheering the same cheers? Uh huh. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but Miz is just over as a heel right now. Um, I I felt like they telegraphed way too much the ending of this match once you knew Maurice was out there. Yes. And they even showed her at one point, like a camera shot from behind. So you knew that that camera was there. So you knew you were going to get some kind mm. of like, you know, spot happening. And of course, Miz gets forced on the outside of the ring, goes over to Maurice, and she gives him the brass knuckles. Yes. And, you know, he wins the match, though, by punching Daniel Bryan in the face, which I thought was a nice way to kind of tie up the whole story of that match. I actually didn't think of it that way, but yes. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool. So, um, you know, overall, like a good, you know, kickoff to the Where do feud. people find brass knuckles just like... You can find them. To a, like army surplus stores or something like that. Yes. Wherever like white trash shops, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just don't imagine Maurice and Miz walking into them. They've got people. Shop. They've got people to do it for them. Come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Um, I hope now what we saw on SmackDown, um, Miz cut a great promo. He came out. He mocked Daniel Bryan's retirement speech. Um, I didn't realize what he was doing at first. And then I was like, oh, my God, he's totally, like, doing the speech, mm-hmm. like, verbatim, like, word for word. But then at the end of the speech, he said he was retiring from wrestling Daniel Bryan. Um, so I was hoping at that point that we were going to get, like, Daniel Bryan kind of chasing Miz, mm-hmm. um, you know, and having to, like, force him to wrestle him. Um just because I feel like it would be a good way to build up the feud again, you know, and like having to work an angle where like, you know, Miz would finally be able to like, you know, for be uh, forced to wrestle Daniel Bryan, you know, like maybe at like a WrestleMania or something after like the Miz, you know, won the belt or something. This is once again, pie in the sky booking. <laughs> um, but unfortunately you have this whole angle shot where Daniel Bryan comes out, they go back and forth on the mic. And I thought they did great mic work. Both of them, they both got shots in. Daniel Bryan just started calling him a coward again. 
um, and the crowd was chanting coward with him. But then <coughs> Maurice took the mic and called Daniel Bryan uh, Daniel uh, Bella, Bella yeah. and the crowd started chanting Daniel Bella, and then Brie comes out and charges the ring and goes after Maurice. Maurice jumps out of the ring, but then she fucking starts decking Miz in the face. That was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I won't lie. But then we get the announcement of a fucking mixed tag match at um, uh, Hell in the Cell. Because why not? Because it feels like this feud would lend itself to a Hell in the Cell match if they wanted to. Like, you know, if they built it up enough. Um, Honestly, I'm kind of hoping Charlotte and Becky get out. I the think cell. they're going to. Okay. I think they're going to. I really do feel like that. I think AJ and Samoa Joe are going to have a Hell in a Cell match. And I feel like you're going to get um, Charlotte and Becky. I think they're going to want the women to have a Hell in a Cell mm-hmm. match this time. So... Um, but I, I do feel like this feud would warrant it, you know, especially if they had more time. Um, but yeah, so it, it it should be an interesting start to the feud, though. Um, I do. I know, too, they announced that at the big event in Australia. They're having a one-on-one match, and it's going to be for a title shot. Gotcha. So I could foresee something happening like Miz beats Daniel Bryan, gets a title shot, and actually ends up I still feel like Miz is going to have a title reign this year. And he deserves it. He really <laughs> does. So, um, you know, and then you'll have Daniel Bryan chasing for the title. Yes. So, but yeah, um, we move on to Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. Yeah. Demon Balor versus Yes. Corbin. Yes. So we kind of were talking about, like, do you think you get Demon Balor? We yeah, and like, we both were like, no. They have not hinted anything. <laughs> this doesn't warrant to it. They didn't give a shit. They nope. gave us Demon Balor. Um, I love Baron Corbin's reaction to it. Yes. He did a great job fucking selling it. Great job. I thought the makeup was fantastic, too. This mm. was my probably my favorite version of the Demon in the WWE. Um, I really enjoyed the makeup work that they did on him. Um, it got over with me. I love the fact that it was just a like two minute match. Um, Balor just won like you know cleanly. Um, Bal- uh, Corbin got no offense in whatsoever. Yeah. So um, it just I don't know legitimized Balor again. You know, in Thank my eyes, Christ. <laughs> you know, because I was terrified of you know Corbin going over here, um, but so. We start Raw with Roman uh, challenging Balor for a title match, um, saying that, you know, there's someone who deserves to get a title match. I'm not Brock Lesnar. I'm going to be a fighting champion. And he goes ahead and he puts the belt up against Balor, saying that he never got a legitimate, like, rematch after he lost the belt, you know, due to injury. So um, Balor and Roman had a good match. It was a very solid match. Roman obviously went over, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but um, I did enjoy the match. I did feel like they booked Balor strong, which was good to see. So there was parts where you're like, oh, could Balor actually win here? So, um, you know, it didn't happen, but I was I was excited to see Balor getting mm-hmm. that spotlight again. And hopefully he continues his momentum, because we've seen in the past. Yeah. <laughs> He'll go from this match to, like, you know, opening up, you know, the card. So yes, I, I hope that something happens. You know, in a lower mid-card feud, so... And then Corbin is now in charge of Raw. So yeah. he is the GM now. So what, the what do you GM. think? What do you think that does for um, Kurt, then? 
Do you think he gets a, he's going to have a match soon? Maybe. Maybe he comes back and he wrestles a match against Corbin for like the GM, you know, position. I could see that happening down the <laughs> yeah, line. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to see Corbin go over Angle. I don't whatsoever. think. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, that's kind of where Angle is. Um, but maybe they would have him go over just because, you know, storyline-wise, it makes more sense. Mm. So, um, And I don't feel like Corbin is going to be the GM for long because I feel like they still see him as a promising wrestler. So, okay. um, But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so we, moving on, uh, more SummerSlam to go here. We got the United States Championship. On the line with Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy. Well, it's kind of like a piss break for me. Really? I wasn't. I thought it was an okay interested. match. I didn't think you. They didn't get a lot of time. Um, I did enjoy the beginning of the match where they started mocking each other. Mm. You know that was kind of fun. But um, this definitely felt like good old Nakamura just beating the hell out of someone. It yes, was, I was excited that, that Nakamura style. went over mm. too. You know because. I was I was worried that Jeff Hardy was going to end up winning that belt to bring it to the feud with like Orton, um, so that was kind of my fear that it was going to really you know once again bury Nakamura mm. um, when he's you know I don't know he, he I feel like he deserves to have a long U.S. title reign right now um, especially after they the way they booked him with his feud with AJ so um, we had Nakamura go over here um, pretty definitely and then all of a sudden Randy Orton came out. Walked down the ramp and then just turned around and walked back up the ramp. I have no idea what the hell that was about. Maybe he needed to go wash his hands. I don't get it. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was a little terrified he was going to, like, come out and teabag Jeff Hardy. I'm not going (laughs) to (laughs) lie. Especially the way they had him, like, creeping in the back, you know, on SmackDown. Uh, They're teasing the feud. I don't... Well, okay. So, on SmackDown, they actually wrestled the match. Okay. Um. So the feud has continued. Fucking Orton, man. Put his finger through his fucking earlobe again. Yes, I saw that. Holy shit, man. It just makes my skin crawl every time he does that. Um, and just the crowd reaction. They did a really good job of capturing the crowd's mm. faces when it was going on. It was great. Um, but then Jeff actually um, got DQ'd during this match and like kicked him in the balls and you know started beating the shit out of them. So... I thought that was a nice twist. So this this that feud is going to continue. Seems like Nakamura has moved on with the U.S. title. So I'm not sure who he's going to be feuding with. Um, you know, I'm just glad that he's kind of moving on because I felt like Orton was kind of overshadowing Nakamura. Mm. So um, could you imagine the uh, Nakamura Open Challenge? <laughs> oh, what did he say? It was the United States of Nakamura? Is what <laughs> it was. It was his line. <laughs> So you're totally getting that shirt. Um, yes. 100%. <laughs> so Raw Women's Championship. Ronda Rousey uh, versus Alexa Bliss. Yes. Um, destroys Alexa Bliss. Destroys her. How did you feel about this? You know, I didn't have I didn't have a problem with it. I, I liked her being this huge badass. I think the only issue I have with is I don't imagine anyone else being able to stand up to her at this moment. With the way the Raw division is? Yeah, I guess, you know, part of me at first was like, I felt like this made the rest of the women's division look weaker just because mm. Alexa's usually able to get offense in. You know, even against Nia Jax. I mean, it's always in like a, 
uh, I don't know, a cunning, conniving way, but she's always able to have some offense. She doesn't just get dominated like this, mm-hmm. and she just got dominated in this match. Um, you know, it's like she was like playing with her food before she ate or something. The way she she did talk a little too much in this match too during the match. Like Rhonda, Rhonda did, yeah. Like when she had her on, her I shoulders, like, like look what I'm gonna do. Like I just tone it down a little. I understand what she was going for. I did enjoy the fact that when she came out, she wasn't fucking smiling. Yes. I love that, that she came down the fucking ring, especially with that makeup on, mm. um, and just, sh- like, sold, like, how big of a moment that was. That was my exact comment when yeah. she came. I was like, oh, she doesn't have to smile anymore. She had her game face on. Yes. You know, that's exactly how she would come out for a UFC match. So, um, I was excited to see that. Um, but... Overall, I get it. I understand why. And I don't think Alexa will lose anything by getting squashed in this match. You know, I mean, it's kind of her character. Like I said, her offense is all kind of based off of, you know, being kind of sneaky, being Mm. conniving and, you know, cheating. So she just was dominated in this match. I could see them. She can go back and having a better match, you know, later on. I could see them, yeah, having a second match and Alexa having a different, like a better plan for it. Yes. Exactly. It, exactly. And she had no... I, w- I was taking it back that she had no one in her corner either. I was expecting yes. Fox to be out there with her at least. So it was a little strange. And then you had, you know, Natalia out there with Rhonda. So I was like, okay. I knew that they weren't going to do anything with Natalia mm. with everything that happened with her father and everything. But when they showed the Bella twins... I was, like, my skin crawled. I was like, oh, God, no. Because I was almost expecting, like, one of them to come in and, like, cost, like, Ronda the match or something. And then you had that weird moment at the end where they, like, jumped in the ring also. Like, yeah, while they were celebrating. hugged and celebrated. And Ronda was... seemed confused that they were there. <laughs> and I'm guessing that's probably start, like, the start of, like, a storyline, unfortunately, between them. Yes. I mean, it's... Because they were I... on Raw... Two. I see Nikki versus Rondo. Yeah, no that's what the rumor kind of is. And mm-hmm. we've got Trish Stratus against Alexa Bliss mm-hmm. um, at Evolution, which I'm not quite sure I get, but whatever. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, overall, it was a big moment for them. It was a big moment for Ronda. Um, she's got tons of charisma in the ring. And God, it got WWE some awesome headlines the next day. So, like, I mean, I saw it on all the news outlets. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I understand why they did it. So And I like the fact that she's there almost every Raw now. So, that's, that's good, you know. Well, she made to make that point the next night on Raw to say, I'm, I'm not Brock Lesnar, I'm going to fight exactly. every single one of you. Because people started getting worried, too, when she, you know, got suspended, you know, kayfabe-wise. Mm-hmm. And she was off the card for, like, three or four weeks. But she had a movie to promote or whatever. But... Yeah. I just, I feel like she's, you know, legitimately, you know, passionate about the business. So that's awesome to see. Yes. Um, all right. Moving on. Yes. Oh, speaking. we're here. Yep. So we are at the Universal Championship and it did close out the show, which yes. I think we all knew was going mm-hmm. to. You had Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Christian. Um, we have uh, Braun Strowman showing up, of course. Saying, I'm going to fight whoever wins this match. Brilliant booking. Mm. Because it completely diffused the crowd. It basically took the control away from the crowd and gave it back to the wrestlers. Because everyone was anticipating, you know, Strowman um, cashing in. Mm. So they weren't 
they weren't so much about shitting all over this match and hijacking it. Um, but did they do that? No. No. Um, <laughs> where it, it suddenly becomes... I like that, that aspect because it suddenly becomes how do we win them as fast as we can so we can deal with Braun. Exactly. And Lesnar goes outside of the ring at one point and attacks Braun. Mm. You know, which I guess makes sense because he wants to take him out so he can't, you know, yes. uh, take him out. Um, but then, you know, he jumps back in the ring and Roman's waiting and he ends up spearing him. After he speared him, like there was a point in the match, like right from the get go where Roman was a house of fire. And I thought yes. he was going to end up taking out like um, Roman or not Roman Brock right away. Yes. Um, so I was like, oh, my God, is this going to be a squash match like right off the bat. Um, and then you were going to get like a more one-on-one match between him and Braun. Um, but that didn't happen. So, um, you got a little bit of the match. Um, but then yeah, Roman went over and Strowman was able to cash in. Um, I was relieved. I can't lie that Brock didn't walk away with the title because there was a fear. And I realized afterwards that it was probably my worst case scenario where Lesnar would have that belt Mm. still. Um, so I'm glad that there's a change, you know, um, happening over at Raw. And now we will see the belt at least defended. Now, I'm not happy that it's with Roman, but I'm accepting of it and tolerant of it. Um, but yeah, I don't think we'll see Brock for a while. Um, and then what did you think about what we had happen on Raw? Um, all the developments. So... Strowman comes out yes. during the Finn-Balor match. Or no, after the Balor match. But he tells Finn in the back that, just so you know, after your match, no matter who wins, I'm cashing in. Um, so it sets it all up again. Mm. Um, which I felt like diffused the crowd again. <laughs> so, I mean, and that's not to take away from Roman and Balor. They did have a really good match. But you had that anticipation so Strowman does come in to cash in after Roman wins, and then all of a sudden the Shields music hits. Yes, you know. And now, did that count as a full cash in, or just he? No, him? okay, no, it doesn't because the bell never officially rang, so it's not a full cash. From what I gather, it's okay. not a full cash in. Um, Roman gets this almost like cocky look on his face when sh- the Shield come out, um, which was kind of almost heel like. Um, and it was a very heel-like move to have, mm. you know, your boys all of a sudden show up and protect you. They take them out. They do all the, you know, shield spots. Yes. Oh, the, they were the power like hyenas. Yes. They it were back like... to form. Mm. Um, you know, this wasn't the reunion that we got like nine months ago with the shield, which I felt was very like flat and half-assed. And there was just too much build up to it. Mm. Um, this was like them back with like the jackets on. Seth wasn't smiling at all. Nope. You know, he was more on the, you know, the vein of like what Dean has been yeah, doing. I was surprised to see Seth in full gear too. Yes, yes. Because we just saw him earlier mm. in the show. Um, and they didn't tease this at all. You know, so it was a nice little surprise. Um, you know, the crowd was, they were booing him um, when it happened which I was kind of surprised by. I thought it'd be more of a 50-50 response, but it seemed like they were really getting heat for it. And I, I, I don't know if they were ready for that. Um, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to be in this kind of murky territory with them now. Like, you know, are they just, you know, there to protect Reigns, you know, and his belt? Mm-hmm. Um, are they going to be full babyface, you know, and they're just kind of leading up to Dean Ambrose's turn? 
um, on them. You know, he's the only one without a strap right now. Yeah. So there's many different directions they can go in. But like I said, I'm intrigued. You know, I, I, I'm at least interested in the story that they're telling, you know, for once. It's something different. I'm a mark for the show. I did enjoy <laughs> their run, you know, at first, you know. Um, I like, you know, the dynamic between the three guys. I like, you know, the idea too. If they do do this kind of like gray area with them with the shield, like protecting Roman and his belt from Braun, I kind of like that mm. aspect of it. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Well, I mean, we're heading towards Survivor Series now. That's the next major Big, marker. Yes, that's November. So I, I see the team sticking together at least through that. Do you see? Because Balor and um, uh, Braun have been kind of like, you know, buddy, buddy. Um, recently do you see like Balor and Braun and like throw someone else in there versus you know the shield or... oh I definitely see that but I just I, I don't really need to see Balor with Braun mm-hmm. uh, personally but yeah that's been kind of like their buddy buddy team mm-hmm. you know um, big guy little guy you know and the guy yeah. gets off on that shit so I'm not sure I've noticed yeah <laughs> he loves a David and Goliath story mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, um, that kind of leaves us, you know, with, with, you know, SummerSlam. That's it. <laughs> I'm well, tired, man. It's... What would you give SummerSlam before we walk off? I gotta say, I enjoyed the card for the most part. Um, more so than I thought. It, mm. it met my expectations and then some. So I'm going to give it a solid three stars. Okay. I, I was going to give it a 3.5, so... Okay, all right. That's fair enough. Um, you know, after the fact, like, I am like I probably would have given it a 3.5, if not a 4, like, right after the show. Mm-hmm. But, like, coming down from that high and everything... Because <laughs> it was... I mean, that's what you want from a show, though, where you're almost on a high afterwards, mm-hmm. where enough happened, where you're like, okay, well, this is interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see where they're going. I'm, you know, kind of go, like, remembering, oh, yeah, that Nakamura match wasn't great. Oh, yeah, Owens, you know, that was that was mm-hmm. weird. Um, yeah, I've got to give it a three. But that's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. So um, it surprised me. Yes. You know? It exceeded my expectations. So um, so that's going to do it for this week? That's going to do it for this week. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we don't cover wrestling next week. <laughs> Holy shit, man. This has been a lot of wrestling this summer. So, yes. um, yeah, I don't know. We got a lot of movies coming out, so maybe mm. we'll be, you know, pumping the brakes a little on the squared circle. Um, that being said, I know there's a lot of New Japan shit coming up, too. So, Destruction's got a month. Yeah. Or is it just, I think it's called Destruction. You've got All In coming up, though, too. So, that's just one show, though. It's uh-huh. not a week. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> You know us better than that. Uh, so, but yeah, well, at least we'll be, the, the load will be eased a little. So, but uh, let's go into shout outs. Yes. So these are some awesome podcasts that we think you should be listening to because we are. Uh, man Brain Podcast, the only Man Brain Podcast, the realest men, the most extremist satirical comedy, don't let them win. Um, catch them on iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher. 18 and over, t- trigger warning. So um, they're a little racy. Yes. <laughs> but check them out if you enjoy that kind of comedy. All right. So next up, we've got a uh, work-life imbalance podcast. Uh, office and life advice you probably shouldn't take. Tweet us at 
WLICast. Email us at uh, questions of WLICast.com and listen on iTunes. And if you follow them on Twitter, they're always putting out polls and stuff like that. Mm. Um, you know, you help shape the show. So go ahead and give them a follow and uh, subscribe to them on iTunes. So um, up next, we have a Fellowship of the Geek, a pop culture podcast, and comic book reviews. Um, want us to review your comic? Let us know. So if you're an indie writer and you want them to uh, take a look at your book, go ahead and send it their way. I guess they're going to give it a read. Um, but yeah, these guys are great for comic book reviews. Check them out. Mm -hmm. um, and last but not least, uh, Podcast Wrestling Society, the hottest wrestling and MMA-themed indie podcast Dropped every Wednesday on Wooshka. I don't know what the hell that is. Mamushka? <laughs> iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and YouTube. Uh, another great wrestling podcast that you should be listening to. Yes. All right. And last but not least, check us out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right, Damon, because that's we need your listens. That's right. And we have plenty of other content for you to check out. If this is your first time listening to us, check out the rest of the episodes. Uh, we got uh, the big movie reviews. If you have missed all of those episodes, we, we condensed it. We put all the best ones in one episode. Yes. Yes, we did. So we've, we've got kind of a Grace Hits episode going on yes. right now. Um, and the real reason for that, Christian, was? Uh, because my laptop sucks ass. <laughs> but we have a lost right. episode. So. <laughs> but it's still an entertaining listen. But yes, um, we've got lots of great mm. content up there. Um, go ahead, uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Yes, uh, on iTunes, on Podbean, on Stitcher, on Spreaker, on uh, Google Play. I feel like we could make a song out of this. Uh, I, I, um... I probably could. <laughs> <laughs> Player FM. iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. I, I think I said Spreaker. I know I said yeah. Stitcher. Oh, did you say Spotify? Oh, Spotify. Spotify, there you go. Uh, we're gonna put this on a shirt one day. It's like, you know that like that Good turkey luck. and it's ham be long and like, yeah, um, but yeah. So we're in a lot of formats. So yes. definitely um, check us out on all your favorite podcast forums. So, um, but yeah. Uh, also, you can hear us on Twelve Ounce Radio. Yes, and you can also hear us on Ironic Radio. Yes. Um, so go ahead and f give them a follow mm. and uh, check them out. They've got lots of great content also. And then if you ever need our news, if you want to be a part of our community, we're on I no, I about to say on iTunes, on Twitter and um, Instagram <laughs> and Facebook. Uh, we post different things to each one. Uh, lots of memes, lots of fun jokes. We like to communicate across Twitter the most. Yes. So, but yeah, but please do follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Yes. We've been you know on there a lot lately, um, and we just daily stuff, you know, um, updating everything. Oh, before I forget, if you're in the Chicagoland area and you're going to Comic-Con, you can possibly run into me. That's right. I will be fangirling the fuck out this weekend. So. <laughs> Were you there to see Christian? Um, I'm there to see the, the four ladies of Rooster Teeth uh, doing Ruby. Uh, they're one of my favorite anime shows, and I'm going to get a group photo with them, which is kind of All intense right. for me. So if you see me crying in the corner <laughs> somewhere... Will we see a, maybe an Instagram post? Oh, there are going to be plenty. Um, me and my friend will be going around just taking pictures of every cosplay that we can possibly find. Uh, you'll be able to find me uh, and her. She, I think she'll be in a schoolgirl costume. Oh, all so, right. <laughs> will you also be in a schoolgirl costume? No, I couldn't afford one Damn this it. year, you know, but maybe next year, <laughs> bright pink. <laughs> You know a guy? Uh, <laughs> oh, I know a guy. <laughs> He's sitting across from you, Christian. <laughs> so, 
that's going to do it for this week. Yes. Uh, oh, make sure you check out our house DJ. Um, yes. If you enjoyed our intro song, uh, follow Greg Brebner over on SoundCloud. Also, uh, check out them Guilty Aces yes. if you like what you're hearing right now in the background. Uh, they're on iTunes also, and they got great stuff on their uh, uh, webpage that you can download for free. Yes. And they got videos on YouTube. Of so, course. Great rockabilly band. All right. So that's going to do for this week. Yes. I'm Christian. And I'm Damon. And that was The Amazing Nerd Show. It seems like we're making a lot of promises tonight, including one to come home and tuck in the kids. But guess what? Daddy's already done night-night.